Oh, now I can hear you. Now oh. I can hear. Yes. Oh, sure. Now it just it just oh. works now. Just automatic. Yeah. All right. Let me sound bad. Look, right on time. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, three minutes in. That's all right. Uh, whatever. We're not doing anything today. Oh, well, I gotta go to work. Welcome to Everything and Nothing with your hosts, Chris Cox and Charlie Hickmott. Hello. How's, Hello. Welcome to the show, finally, kind of. Gee, what Chris is. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You've been streaming to three viewers live across the excellent. internet watching you. That's excellent. I, yeah. It's, Do I have a fan club now? Yes. Well, I think I think at least Chris. <laughs> I've I've definitely been enjoying the last ten minutes. It's been pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? Some of us can got hear it you the entire time. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm just sitting there watching you going, and I'm like, I'm like, this. Oh, I do really do need to upgrade this upgrade this computer, but I would have used the other one except for um, you know trying to boot Rosie off of Roblox is kind of like oh man uh, yeah yeah she's she's like got Roblox itis you know <laughs> she's, she'll be playing Roblox on the on the on the laptop and watching like FGTV on on YouTube and and things like that and laser beam and people like that I'm like really is that appropriate for a seven year old I don't know. <laughs> I mean, lasers you know, are educational, right? That's science. It's like science. Well, yeah, but Laser Beam isn't a, he's a YouTuber, and he's not appropriate. He's not ah, science. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, an, he's an Australian. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe most of the things she watches. It's just like, it's just like, it just fries my brain. You know, <laughs> that's just the dad part of me. Going, I'm like, what the hell are you watching? You know. <laughs> and, you know. She's just like, oh, dad, it's just a YouTuber, dad. <laughs> yes. It, it, when, when you're a parent, that moment when when the honeymoon is over hits you real hard. And I remember the first day that this one, <laughs> this one here, came back from kindergarten on the school bus. Oh, like boy. That Rosie has a name and you're this one. Keep I, going. This this hairy one here. This hairy face. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna shave. Yeah. I want you to know. Well you weren't hairy at the time. Okay. Uh, but but yeah. But no. Well, no he he gets back from the first day of kindergarten, and that's the first day I heard him say, duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, okay. Okay, we've got a teenager on our hands now. Duh. Knows everything now. Well, I, see, I seem to remember that Mrs. Gilchrist didn't believe I could read until the parent-teacher conference. Oh, my God. So, like, I, I went into kindergarten knowing how to read, and you guys had to, like, tell her that I knew how to read because yeah. I wouldn't read in class because she would just read to me. Well, I wasn't going to send my kid to school without knowing how to read, for God's sake. You know, my mother's the same way. I, you know, I had the same problem when I started school. And I, and I started school when I was four because I was – you know, five in November. So I started in September when I was still four. Right. And they couldn't believe that I could read. And I was like, can't ever read, you know? It just <laughs> I had to like... prove it to my parents. Like my really? dad found me, I was three years old. My dad was saw me just reading through one of the encyclopedias. Well, and he was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> 
And I was like, like what's cute? And he's like, well, you pretending to read. I'm, like, I'm not pretending. He's like, oh, yeah. And he flips to a page. What's that word? Constellation. And it's like, huh. <laughs> what's that word? <laughs> and don't tell me. Then then you made yourself your own pancakes. And, and you, then you added up the figures that he, he just was saying to you, you know. I was cooking at five. That's true. And your dad was Danny DeVito. That's yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> if I if I let this grow out, the similarities are. Yeah, put a little spe- pair of specs on you, and you know, yeah, just make you a little more angry. You know. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Chris is going to therapy for that. That's yeah. Yeah, ah. Mo- okay. <laughs> moving away from okay. Alaska has treated a lot of that anger. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have we so, actually kicked off this podcast yet? No, Charlie? we haven't. We should probably do that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to another fun edition of Everything and Nothing. Uh, we've got our co-hosts as usual. I'm Chris, and this is Charlie. I'm Charlie. And today we have a special guest for our Saturday morning cartoon edition of Everything and Nothing, a Jeff Hickmont, Charlie's daddy. Hi. That's right. Hey, Dad. That's right. <laughs> Hello, father. Hello, son. How are you? <laughs> this is, this is, we're, we're finally about to get some explanations for why Charlie is Charlie. It's oh, going to be great. Oh, no. I, I don't know if I can explain that much, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he can explain a lot. But, uh, yeah, some stuff might come out. We don't know. And this is now our first international episode. Uh, yeah. as, as we have... You're going Jeff global, man. In. Exactly. Thank you so much for making that happen. Uh, where, are you, where are you zooming in from? Uh, a little place in Kent called Tenterden. Uh, where I grew up, actually. I, in fact, I grew up in the house across the street from where I live right now. And um, so, yeah, here I am. Wait, who I, owns I that did, house now? Um, well, it's a lovely couple called Angela and Neville who are very old and infirm. Of course you knew the answer to that, even though yes. it wasn't family. Yeah, no, they're, they're lovely people. Here in America, we'd have just gone, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Now I'll tell you. Now there is a family like that. That see, normally, you know, we know everyone in the street because it's it's just it's that kind of street. Except for the people who live in the house opposite, and but one, they moved in about eighteen months ago. I haven't heard of. I haven't spoken to them. That they've just they park outside my house, but they don't ever <laughs> speak to me. <laughs> I see them, but they just like straight in, straight out, gone. You know, I'm like. You can't do that in a neighborhood like this. You have to know everybody's name, you know. <laughs> and they like, go around nah, and borrow I'm a cup good. of sugar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, assholes. <laughs> but there you go. That's 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 basically where I'm at. And what kind of day have you had so far, gentlemen? I, I take it it's still fairly early there. Uh, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's like ten in the morning. Yeah, I. I mean, I. Got to bed relatively early, um, about one in the morning. That is early for you. Yeah. Yeah. I late, hate that I that's mean, true for us. Lately, <laughs> I've been staying up so late because I, like, I work so late. Mm. I get home. I still want to do stuff, and I'm still yeah. awake. And I've probably had way too much caffeine at work, so I'm just up till two or three in the morning. Just not... <laughs> my mental state is not... I mean, if we're doing the mental health check already... <laughs> Has well, been that's a, usually how we kick off. It's been, 
been slightly, <laughs> yeah, I've been a little stressed out, little, <laughs> little, uh, you know, there's well, a, I, they've, they've started developing, there's a, a word for that though now, where more and more commonly what's happening is, especially here in America, people are not having the ability to go to sleep because they get off work and after spending so much time doing other things, and because none of us are willing to wake up any earlier than we already do, we just eat away at our nighttime because that is our, like, one bastion of, like, well, this is my time to do what I want. This is for mm. me. So I'm yep. going to wreck my fucking sleep schedule. Yep. <laughs> but they have a word for that? They have. I uh, am not being a very good person <laughs> by not remembering it right now. Google it. Uh, so that's being yeah. super helpful. Anybody watching at home, you can just Google that if you want. Right. I'm like yeah. I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm so, I have been the same way since I... One of my very earliest jobs when I was a waiter and I wouldn't get home until one or two in the morning and I'd come in and make my, immediately make myself a coffee and watch uh, a bit of something on, on the VCR. Opposition the same way. Defiant. Oh, wait, no. That's not it. Different thing. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's and but since lockdown, especially, um, you oh, know, yeah. having no schedule, so not needing to get up till mid-morning, um, then I go to bed at uh, oh, two or three in the morning, uh, having watched a bunch of Netflix and fallen asleep to it. You know, yeah, just seems to be the way of life these days. Yeah. Well, it's, and I'll come home and like I'll socialize. I'll be playing like Call of Duty or whatever with my friends. So I'm like hanging out with my friends all night, but over a video game. And then you know we're, mm. we'll we'll be up. Uh, till two or three because there's nothing else to do and we all work late tomorrow so yep yep that's the way it goes aha thank yeah. you becca revenge bedtime procrastination revenge bedtime procrastination i love it yeah, R- R- one away. rbp <laughs> rbp yes what other things could be rbp i wonder <laughs> Ruth Bader Pinsburg. I'm gonna give that so many goddamn points, Charlie. Oh, but if you do that, then we have to explain what points are, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> look, your dad doesn't know what points are. Have you, sir? Have you never listened to an episode of your son's podcast? I have. I have watched a little bit. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you already know what points are? No. <laughs> You're gonna tell me though. I really thought we were gonna avoid it this time. Okay. <laughs> it's not a long convoluted explanation, is it? No, no. Well, not really. We've got, we've got a pretty good pitch down. Points are eternal. Uh, and nope. See, it's early in the morning. This is gonna fuck me up. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we're gonna try this again. Nope. Can't remember. Points have always been around. Okay. Uh, we didn't make them up. We simply have found a way to allow other people the knowledge to be able to transfer points from you to another person. Uh, in fact, underneath your seat, you will find an invisible box of guest points. Those are yours to keep, use as you will. <laughs> points are delivered for things that are witty or pop culture or uh, funny enough, things that are awesome. You may give points to people for things. You now have your own set of guest points. You can use them as will. Like, How many like, are there? Are they infinite? They yeah, are. Infinite points. Excellent. 
Um, like like Drew Carey had had. Like points. yeah. Right. Everything's made up. The points don't matter. He, he knew about them. Right. Okay. S- same kind of idea. I'm with you. I'm with you. Catching me in the morning. I'm way oh, off my game. Yeah, we this is this is odd for us. We usually do this like five PM or later our time. Well you, yeah. you, you, you think you got it bad. Last time I did a, a podcast um with um Doug and um my my other American friends, um we had to do it um because of the where their schedules and where they are. Doug's in New York, uh, Brian's in Tennessee, Jim's in Minnesota, and Michael's in California. Oh my god! So, so it was midnight for me, but it was um, no, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it was it was some it was some unearthly hour of the morning for Michael, and it was like like um, middle of the afternoon for me. Yeah, it was like six six a.m. or something for him. But luckily for him, he's a he's a uh, an early riser anyway. But I was like. I still wouldn't get up at six a.m. to do a podcast. Screw no. that. You know. <laughs> no, 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 this we, was hard enough. We we very very on purpose schedule it for you know the afternoon. And I think like our, our last guest that was like furthest away was like Pennsylvania, so only three hours. Yeah. So what I'm hearing though is that uh, Jeff, you're a bit of a, a podcast aficionado here. Been on been on multiple podcasts apparently. Yeah, I've been on uh, several uh, episodes of uh, Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules, a very fine podcast indeed, uh, hosted by my friend Douglas Arthur. And uh, um, oh, Apple software update, go away. You're blocking Chris's face. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just doing now you're blocking favor Charlie's. at this point. <laughs> it's like this, but it, it's it's one of those boxes that, you know, the, the box that comes up, Apple software update, you might want to install this. No, I don't. Uh, but it takes because of the age of my computer, it stays like a white box for like three minutes, and oh. then finally, <laughs> finally comes the bit with the little quit uh, button that I can get rid of. No, uh, so I've been on that podcast um, several times, and it's a podcast about the fringes of pop culture. So we did a, a couple of Robocop episodes and a, um, nice. a cover songs episode and. A, uh, novelty songs episode and what was it the other one we did um yeah we did one about uh is die hard a christmas movie or not yeah uh, so that's that those are the ones that i've done uh and plus i i do host my own uh, my own podcast um which has been <laughs> so going in the family huh which has been going for since 2015 which oh. is called into the unknown it's a music oh. podcast and it uh, is hosted on mixcloud and uh, I've so far done 112 episodes. So if you want to listen to hours and hours of music you've never heard before. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. That's where I listen to a lot of music that I've never heard before. So yeah. and as I say again, I, into the what? Into the unknown. Into, into the, the unknown. unknown. <laughs> In fact, is, is, just, he, is he getting points that, right now? Speaking of that. Did, did Frozen 2 steal just, your... I just watched Frozen 2 for the first time about an hour ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, we've got Disney Plus. Oh, good. Good. So, you know, we thought, I haven't seen it. They, they, they both, uh, Laura and Rosie had both seen it before uh, when it came out in the, in the theaters. And so uh, I went out and uh, 
this afternoon and bought some some strawberries and some uh, some popcorn and uh, and I came home and we melted some chocolate and got some marshmallows and so we had chocolate dipped strawberries and marshmallows and popcorn and watched Frozen too. Can I tell you, emotional roller coaster. Great. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen it. Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It, no, I, now, I, now they're I, watching Hamilton, which uh, does not interest me in the slightest. I'm sorry. Uh, it, uh, it, it is good. Hamilton is good. Lin Manuel Miranda is a very talented man. He is. However, is I'm not. I'm not a fan of musicals as a as a whole. That seems so, strange. I, Chris, at this point, There's I'm gonna. Some. But you know, not uh, Chris. At this point, I'm going to point out that my mom is the one that really loves musicals. <laughs> so okay. that, that uh, watching the Sound of Music, you know, once a month at least, that was my mom. Jesus, uh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll, 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 I'll like. I do like. Do like Mary Poppins. That, Mary Poppins. The, the original there are Mary a few Poppins. Musicals, but most musicals. You know, you get into the realm of Carousel and Seven Brothers for Seven Brothers, and you're like, no. oh, "Shoot me, shoot me now!" Pajama game. How do you game. feel about Sweeney Todd, Johnny Depp's version? Oh, that I, I tried to watch that. That was difficult viewing. I beautifully I, I, shot, that makes sense. beautifully shot and edited, but still a difficult thing to watch. Alan yeah. Rickman was great <laughs> in it. Alan Rickman was always great, and he was in everything he did. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah, even even the movies that were duds, uh, he you know was putting in them. My favorite part of that movie, though, does not have Alan Rickman in it at all. My favorite part is the moment where we get to watch, and and I think that this was filmed independently of the movie, and then they went, oh, we can put that in there. Okay, I think what we watched was Johnny Depp beat the fuck out of the guy who plays Bruno and I was there for that like that was my favorite moment of that movie uh, yeah okay <laughs> you remember yeah, watching him beat him with that teapot for like oh, two yeah. minutes yeah that was that was that was cathartic awkward yeah it was awkward <laughs> All one, right, thing well. I can't, one thing I can't get past with Johnny Depp and I don't know if you have the same Set of commercials over there as you do as we do here. Oh, the Sauvage or, the, so, or Sausage? Yeah, yeah, Sausage. What I want to see, because what I want to see, you know, because you know, there's the he 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 drives to the desert and buries his jewelry. Yeah, right, <laughs> and then stares into this into the into the distance, just like what I want to see is at that point. <laughs> I want to see a sequel of that of that of that commercial. Where Captain Jack Sparrow turns up and digs the treasure back up. <laughs> yeah. That would be, be. They could do that. That'd be great. There's no reason they wouldn't. No. Exactly. Yeah. I, welcome, welcome to the Caribbean, love. Yeah. Pitch, I don't really understand that idea. Make yourself some money. I, I don't really understand how or why how any of that like any of the commercial relates to a fragrance. But I've noticed like most fragrance commercials really have no relation to Most what's going on. Fragrance have no commercials relation. have really changed over the years. Yeah. Back in the eighties it was like it was it was like, you know, basically wear this, smell nice, people will like it, you know. Yeah. And now it's like every commercial for a fragrance has got to be like a fucking mini movie. <laughs> uh, you know, Kira Knightley running through the streets of Milan on a fucking motorcycle. Like that's gonna happen. You know? Well have you seen the one that's um 
And the I more think... bizarre and enigmatic they can make it, the better they'll... Uh, even Boots are doing it now. Boots, the, you know, over yeah. here, there's a branch of... There's a, there's a, a pharmacy called Boots. And they, they have an optician uh, branch side to, to their business. And even their last one was, was like a bunch of people doing random things in the house, like sitting on a horse backwards and, and having pillow fights in, in this big old house. It's like, it's a commercial for glasses. What are you talking about? <laughs> you especially don't want glasses in a pillow fight. No. And, and no. sitting backwards on a horse, maybe like you need glasses because you're sitting on the horse the wrong way and you can't yeah, tell. And, and you've got to be the guy with the hipster beard sitting backwards on a horse as well. Oh, of course, yeah. The guy who was probably like 40 years old with the gray hipster beard and, and the, the short short sleeve shirt with the bow tie uh, just you know, and drinking a cup of tea on the back backwards on a horse, you know. <laughs> Why? It just makes no sense. I, I think it's a beautifully I think they, aesthetic image. If yeah. you had glasses, you would oh, yeah. see. It's, it's amazing. It's a visually stunning, but it just it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I just would love to to have been a fly on the wall at the at the pitch meeting for that. You know, so how are we going to advertise our our opticians? Well. Um, Picture the scene. It's a big house, big house, you know. And there's lots of random people walking around doing weird stuff. Okay, where are you going with this? No, that's it. That's all. The- <laughs> yeah. Here's the problem with your rendition, though. You forgot to go back an additional thirty seconds because how it really starts is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So picture this well, big, house. Gonna- <laughs> big house, big <laughs> house. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but most commercials don't make any th- damn sense these days. And the ones that do. The one that gets me is the Versace Eros uh, fragrance. And it's just like, it's like the sky is like black and, and there's blue lightning flashing in the clouds or whatever and then uh this this dude walks up and all he's you know he's he's a model some he's ripped all he's wearing is like a gold lame set of underwear essentially and he picks nice. up a, an arrow and he just like pulls the string on the on the bow you know and oh, yeah. and then just fires off into the distance and then it shows you the bottle of versace arrows and then like the arrow smashes through it and i'm like what? What does that, that is mean? Not the kind of arrow that is, buddy. That's, <laughs> yeah. Like, cause is he supposed to be Cupid or like what's happening? Yeah. The other uh, ads that are really annoying me right now there's there's two particular ones, uh, and they both involve mouth noises. Now I think I wrote about um, uh, a blog a few years ago, um, a blog piece about how I hate commercials with mouth noises, anything with mouth noises, yeah. but. Especially, there's there's a there's a type of um, ice cream lolly called a Magnum, right? Now, for forever they've done this, and it, it's for, you know they've made a big thing about how because it's ice cream coated with chocolate, right? They're yeah. really nice ice ice, but they've made a big thing about you know how you when you bite into it, it sounds like you're breaking your teeth on rocks. I don't know how that's an, a, a, <laughs> you know, it's like what. <laughs> How is this in the track? Somebody hears that noise. Man, I'm hungry for some ice cream. I, I tell you. Yeah. But, the, but they, they, they've upped their game because now they've got 
now they've got um, they've up the, the, they're doing the the Magnum Ruby, which is using those ruby cocoa beans, which where the, basically the chocolate comes out red. Right. Huh. Right. So it looks really cool, but the woman sort of like um, goes into this this exotic boutique, and there's a guy in a green suit with a hat, and it's like. First of all, that 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 is a rather arresting visual. He looks like he he should be advertising some sort of um, online betting site or something, you know. Um, <laughs> it's like a bookies, you know. But uh, the, the she takes the ice cream, she sees the the, the ruby cocoa, and she's like, "Oh, I'm intrigued," you know. And then there's this little glass case that opens, and this is this magnum suspended in midair, and it comes she comes out. And it, and I'm like, <laughs> and I just, I just cringe every time. It just makes me curl. The other, and the other one, and it's like, it's basically any uh, advert for anything like fixer dent or polygrip or stuff that holds your dentures oh, in place. Yeah. Because they like to prove how good it is by biting into a big apple at the end of it. Yeah. And I hate that <laughs> noise. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's, it's. The, the annoying thing about this one is, that is she's dressed like an evening dress, like a cocktail dress, jewelry and everything. And, and so you're going to go out like that and eat an apple, are you? Really? <laughs> just, just wander around the orchard, you know? <laughs> you're not going to... No, I don't know. So anyway, rant over. <laughs> the, the one that, no, I mean, the, the noises that get me are like um, in radio adverts, radio commercials where like... Uh, Take it, 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 it uh, Yes. <laughs> I do enjoy your ticket for cup. Uh, um, so we're like, uh, you know, they're trying to advertise food or something on the radio. And then they have to like, so like the, the hiss of the soda bottle or whatever. And then, yeah. and, and then, um, or if someone's like uh, video only, I remember did this a lot where it's like, look at these prices. And you hear like the newspaper rustling, but it's like super loud in your ear. Just like, like I don't need to know that you're looking at the newspaper for anyway. Just, just tell me the price of the TV, and maybe I'll buy it. Like I don't. Oh, they, and and the radio commercials when they when they're advertising stuff like that, there's like about another an extra ten seconds on the other end of the commercial where they're like you know pricing conditions, you know terms and conditions may vary, but price and it's like the whole the whole. Um, T and C everything, and it's like, why is that a necessary necessary thing? We we kind of understand how how these things work. We go into a shop, we buy it, we pay the price, you know. And if unless you're trying to cheat us, which you probably are, why else would you need to put all that all that gubbins at the end of the, the commercial? You know, it boggles the mind. SoundCloud's littered with that. That's the trouble with SoundCloud now. Uh, every uh, ten or so music uh, things you play. The 11th one, you're going to have to listen to a 30-second advert first. Right. And, I mean, I can tolerate that, but when they when they get to getting longer than 30 seconds, I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> I don't want to have to pay for a pro subscription to avoid all this shit, you know? But, oh well. Well. Times change. That is, <laughs> that is their entire goal, though, is to... Have it be just inconvenient enough to make you want to upgrade, but have it yeah. be convenient enough nah, that you still could me. use it without it. They haven't met a cheapskate like me, though. Mm -hmm. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs>
I Pokemon Go been trying to get me to spend money on it can. for three years, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'll just still play walk that game? more. Fuck it, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like it's not really a quarantine activity, is it? Not well, like, so for one, kind of, um, like, there's a lot of like empty parks in my area, so I can like I have a place I can go to and just be out yeah. and not have to worry about other people, and that's been helpful. Yeah. And then for two, Pokemon Go has been updating with the pandemic to where mm. they have a lot more stuff that you can do from your house. Right. That's cool. And are, is it still true that you can connect Pokemon Go to the actual games on the Switch now where you can transfer Pokemon over? I know they did that not, with, with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. You had that capability, I believe. I don't know. I have not run into any of these things. Anyway. Um, anyway, de- uh, really, uh, Dad, Becca the- says yes. Yes, Charlie, you can. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Uh, if I ever <laughs> get those games, maybe I'll get Pokemon Go again. We'll see. Um, but today, if I'm not mistaken, in in the place that you live, Dad, uh, they have eased restrictions on on things. Yes, Certain, the pubs the, are open. The pubs and, are open, and so are the hairdressers. Although I haven't been yet. <laughs> you can probably see. Um, and I'm not likely to go to the pub because the pub um, used to be a place where you could go and, like, you know, stand at the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you can't. There's no standing at the bar. There's, there's, uh, everything's sort of like cordoned off. So there's, there's, there's marks on the floor where, where you can stand or where you can sit. And, um, the, person has to come over to your table to take your order and the each there's a barrier between each table right and you can't sort of just go in there and go oh, i'll join you at the table you can't do that they won't let you do that so it there will be i, I haven't been uh out uh near the pubs today so i but i imagine there will probably be queues outside i know yeah. i read the reports this morning about because <clears throat> they they were allowing them to these restrictions to be eased from six a.m. So some of the pubs were deciding to open at six a.m. <laughs> and I thought, who's going to go to the pub at six a.m.? Probably someone who hasn't even gone to bed yet and is still <laughs> I was drinking. Say, I do, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, there was there were some idiots waiting for waiting for um, their first drink of the day at eight a.m. in Maidstone, and uh, I'm like, you know. Uh, I, pubs aren't even that entertaining for me anyway. I don't really enjoy being around huge amounts of people because ninety percent of the people you meet in a pub are, you, you, are, are not people you necessarily want to be around anyway. <laughs> uh, and the beer is so expensive. I mean, those these days. Uh, I mean, I think the last time I went to the pub with Laura and we had one drink each, and it was the best part of ten pounds for two drinks. Wow. And it was just a pint of Guinness and a G&T. That was it. And I was like, you know what? Let's get out of here. It's too expensive. <laughs> you know, you can go and buy a, a cheap bottle of gin for £10. So it's like, exactly, you, know, yeah. you, know, you might as well just do that. So, yeah. No, I, was, but I don't need to. I've, I've, been, I've been very, very uh, judicious with my uh, beer buying. So I, I do have, um, I've got 11 cans of beer in the fridge right now. So I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, today's uh, probably re-up day. We we are out of beer and we're out of uh, vodka in the house. <laughs> Just oh yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna? Do? I, I saw a little bit of tequila, day. but and we've also got a bottle of Pims. We might we might break that open later on. Ooh, Pims cup. Yeah, that old Pims. Like I just have weed, guys. I don't know. 
missing out, apparently. Yeah, you are. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's what's in what's in the uh, what's in the uh, food there? What, what's the what 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 are you munching mm. on there, Chris? We got breakfast uh, delivered today. Charlie uh, went with McDonald's. I went with Wendy's. Very good. I had uh, fish fish and chips delivered last night. That was rather oh. wonderful. Yeah, was from that stuff. was it from that chippy that you took me to that they were so good. Uh, no, it was they're not delivering it. It's actually Dell's, which is the one that's that's oh, closer. Right. Uh, and um, you know, and uh, so that's, that's good. And they're even on Just Eat. I'm like, yeah. Did somebody say Just Eat? <laughs> that was that's the best commercial, the Snoop Dogg one. Have you seen that? No. Oh God. Oh God, I'll have to see if I can send you the link to that. Snoop Dogg is advertising Just Eat, and it's like you know, me get to never read like a G. <laughs> 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 it's brilliant. Hungry dog gotta eat. Wonderful. Oh man, commercials sound much more nice over there. Like, um, they're, 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 I mean, you take the rough with the smooth, but yeah, there are some funny yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Is how many? Uh, I don't know how many delivery services because a lot of places in the UK, if I if I remember correctly, they they will deliver a lot of kind of like places like it's, that will deliver themselves. It's interesting. Uh, since the lockdown was imposed, a lot of um, restaurants have found that's the only way to survive to start doing delivery that didn't yeah. didn't do it before. So you know we've had um, the, the you know the, the Turkish one in town. Um, never has delivered before but it, it delivers now and um yeah so it's been uh, it's actually kind of opened up a few more um possibilities to you know because a lot of times you know where we've decided to have a takeaway and it's like you know uh, what do you want um kebab or chinese that's about it you know but now you can get turkish you can get indian you can get fish and chips like i say you know and so and uh, and we've even had our lo- one of our local cake uh people the people who make um you know, do they work from home, but they make their own, make these wonderful cakes, and then they've been delivering as well. So it's like, when you fancy a nice cake, you know, yeah, cake to the door, yeah, why not? Bring me your fanciest cake. That's right. Yes, I'd like a coffee and walnut, please. Hmm. I actually do have a lemon sponge downstairs. That's that's the way you're calling my name. What a time to be alive, guys. I know. <laughs> Charlie, I have to ask you about your background. Is that uh, what, what? What is that? What is that? Uh, oh, that's back? from Parks and Rec. Uh, ah, okay. I, I figured it was something like that because I saw the NBC yeah. logo. And I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know what that is. No, I, I have a few, and I got one uh, just just for you today. Uh, <laughs> yes, very good, very good. I do like that. The science uh, room on Red Dwarf. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Wait. Yeah. Is Red Dwarf coming back? What? Uh, it it came back. It just they just did a a movie. Uh, yeah, it looks like in April, I think, or was it? Yeah, April. Yeah, about, uh, I did yeah, not know that. March, April. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. I mean, as as they continue, I mean, they've been doing it for thirty years, and I'm so they're not getting any younger. Yeah. No, they are not. And I think you know they they continue to make fun of that, which is great. Yeah. But I know just Crichton's uh, body seems to be expanding a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's I I still enjoy it. I mean, they're 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 hella funny guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just. There's, Love I mean, yeah, they're so talented, and and more and more, I think, like 
uh, Chris Berry kind of like carries the series where he's just like he gets to yeah. really show off his acting chops. Yeah, as yeah. He, he, as he goes on. So, well, see, the first thing Chris Barry did uh, straight out, he was a stand-up comic uh, impressionist. That's what he did, right? And then and then um, moved into acting. I think completely by accident because he was in a couple of sketch shows and they went, you know what, this guy's pretty good. So, and Craig Charles, he was a he was a, a an alternative poet. To begin with, and uh, then he started um, being seen on all these these comedy shows, and they went, "Oh, let's write something for him." So, yeah. But but it, what he what he does now mainly, um, he has a weekly funk and soul show on Radio Two. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, and of course Danny John Jules, he's been in uh, Death in Paradise. I don't know if you saw that. Oh my God, such a, I mean. I love that's such a brilliant show. I love like a good British murder mystery, and I love how many different like contrived murder mystery shows they come oh, yeah. up with. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the, he's a private detective, and she's just a random person, and they happen to live in Stratford upon Avon, and so everything's kind of vaguely Shakespeare themed. It's and his his name happens to be Hath. I forget who it is, but one yeah, of their names is Hathaway, yeah. Shakespeare and Hathaway. It's the name of the show. Yeah, and it happens to take place where Shakespeare was from. It's just like <laughs> I've I've, uh, I've bumped into Mark Benton a few times actually because um, um he uh, he does his shopping in Waitrose. So yeah, and Which and the first Mark time you Benton? see Mark Benton is is the guy who like in, in, like Charlie was saying in Shakespeare and Hathaway he's the he's the main character. He's a private detective. Yeah. Play, like, plays but, the private but, detective. I was like, yeah. but Charlie, is, then, what would I know him from? Nothing. No, no, nothing. Okay. No. No. <laughs> I think he used to be in Holby City, <laughs> which is a, a, a spin-off of Casualty, uh, our uh, number one uh, medical drama over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Casualty. That sounds like a great. <laughs> or as 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 I call it, casuality. <laughs> it's like it's like some sort of Jamaican thing, you know, like casuality, man. <laughs> Uh, but uh, back to uh, Danny John Jules, uh, Death in Paradise, yes. absolutely. But Chris, you would probably know him from uh, Blade Two, okay. where he plays one of the vampires. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes that <laughs> and, and he just and the thing is, in Red Dwarf, he's he plays a a person that has evolved from a cat. And so oh, he, oh no, I know, I know who cat is. I, I watched Red Dwarf. Okay, so in Blade Two, he basically has the same teeth. That yeah. he asked from Red Dwarf. I was just like, <laughs> he was like, "Look, just... I brought my costume from home. Can I just, can I just <laughs> yeah. be a vampire today?" <laughs> he should have done it with the Dwayne Dibley teeth. <laughs> oh man, Dwayne Dibley, love it. Uh, I I just did a rewatch because um, I've been watching rewatched Blade. I'm gonna be honest; that sounds like a terrible thing to do to yourself, and I don't no, know why you would do Red that. Red Dwarf and Blade oh, okay. One is good, but. Well, yes. that's fair. <laughs> uh, but no, Red Dwarf. Because um, kind of like during quarantine and stuff, you're kind of like, I, I was kind of watching a lot of shows that have to do with isolation and mm-hmm. kind of being alone and stuff. And Red Dwarf, I think, is the ultimate, like you're alone with some idiots in space for two million years. Like, what are yeah. you going to do? And I'm not yeah. like, nobody in that show, no, none of the characters is like particularly smart. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> That's you why I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, uh, 
also mainly because I, I missed all the Eccleston ones, so I had to watch them first. I was like, you know, I've got to see those. And uh, now I'm like on season, I think on Tenant's second season. Oh, so, Tenant's second yeah. season is that's an oh, no. amazing tattoo. Chris, how have I never seen go. this? How have you never seen this? That's so, I didn't know that's the seal of Rassilon. Am I, am I correct? No, that is, that is my name in Circular Gallifreyan. Wow. And wow. like the way I sign my name on shit, Chris I. Cox, that is. <laughs> so that's my signature in Circular Gallifreyan. Yeah. I've got a lot of Doctor Who t-shirts. I believe I have the, uh, that, that seal that you, Charlie was talking about on uh, one of my uh, t-shirts, Gallifrey University. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm not, watching, we're not wearing a Doctor Who. I'm wearing a, an IT crowd meets Sesame Street. Nice. I d- yeah. I'm going to give that points, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. I, it's great. I believe I still have the IT crowd shirt you sent me where it's uh, just Moss's head, and I came yeah. here to drink milk and kick ass, and I just ran out of milk. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, dear, man. Yeah, that's a funny show. Again, um, one of those uh, shows where um, I, I don't know if you saw Graham Linehan just got in trouble. Twitter, and he got booted off, he got suspended from Twitter for um, being transphobic or something. But um, yeah, but, you know, nobody's perfect. Not even your comedy heroes. So we're yeah. learning. I, I couldn't yeah. believe, I mean, uh, J.K. Rowling, of course, had her big thing going on. Yeah. That was, I still don't fully understand quite what that was all about. Yeah, she, she posted this huge article that she wrote about, uh, I'm a radical feminist, but I don't believe that trans women are women. And it's just like, then you're okay, not but a then, radical feminist. Yeah, she's a... Yeah. She's a, a turf, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And, um, and like, Daniel Radcliffe is like, hey, guys, like... Uh, I, saw, I saw his response. That was rather good. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's definitely tackling this the best way you possibly could, given what You know when, when I, I knew Daniel Radcliffe was really cool? The two things I saw him do, uh, one on Graham Norton, where he, he, he did the, uh, the periodic table of elements to the tune of um, yes. Modern Major, Major General. Right. And um, then he, I saw him um, on Jimmy when Fallon doing Black Alicious uh, um, Alphabet. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was He'll just show was, up was, and was rap like, somewhere, yeah. Like, Why not? Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. Uh, Becca wants us to know that she has the same clothes your dad does. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's what, got that underwear? shirt, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she uh, she checked the tag, and uh, it's got your name scribbled there, so oh. that's fun. Wow! Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> also, she's Jeff, not here. <laughs> yes, I would never tell you. Now, um, <laughs> I also want to direct your attention to these two posters right here because we do have a voting system going on right now. Uh, which one do you think looks cooler? Like, if you were going to leave one for next episode and have the other one be replaced with a randomized poster I have, which one would you leave on the wall? That one. That is... <laughs> the, 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 the one punch. One punch man, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the coolest looking one. Not that okay. I'm into 
not that I'm into anything like that uh, per se, because um, I, 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 I don't know. But Laura Tweet and Rosie are just big fans of anime, and I'm just not. Yeah, because we'll, we'll okay. Well, hey, I mean, you, you know, I had to. I, they made me sit through. Um, what was the one? Oh, Chris, you're gonna be so mad when he tells you what he had to sit through. I bet through. I am. I, oh, I had to sit through. Um, 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 I believe. No, Spirited I, Away was pretty good. I quite like Spirited Away. Okay, yeah, Spirited Away. Was good. Um, uh, a Ponyo. Here's the thing, though. I also yeah, fucking yeah. hate Ponyo. Okay. So, I don't even. I'm not even mad at that. Yeah. Like. Nine out of ten times, if you say that Miyazaki made a thing, I'm in. Yeah, but Ponyo the... was just fucking wonky. They uh, mixed together Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and The Little Mermaid and Acid, and then they said, "Cool, it's a movie." Like that's oh, and threw in Liam Neeson's voice for no reason. That's uh, I okay. I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> Point. <laughs> uh, I love Liam Neeson's voice. It's funny. Um, uh, he's on yeah. Liam Neeson himself right now, though. Mm. He had like a whole uh, real close to being a racist thing for a minute there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it's one of those situations where you just don't sort of uh, you drop your guard and you don't watch what you're saying and who you're saying it to. And somebody goes, hang on a second. That sounds well, a no, bit... No, 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 because um, he was talking about wanting to, like, hunt down and beat a black dude to death. That was uh, more well, than just... Well, yeah, that's, that was, yeah, that was unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. <laughs> it was a little bit sad. But, yeah, I had a wife once <laughs> in the mountains. But she was taken from me. I didn't know what they wanted that's a solid uh, voice though oh yeah yeah uh, that's that's uh, don't don't get me started I, I do try to do voices yeah that's probably why why charlie invited me on here well oh, one of the reasons one of the many reasons apart <laughs> <laughs> from my dashing good looks and and you know my your, sparkling your, wit and yeah your sparkling wit and your, your charm <laughs> that, yes yes well, the thing was, Chris has, for the last few weeks, been just bringing on these guests who are able to, you know, just talk and, and go yeah, on. We barely for, have to do any work. It's yeah, which is, which, <laughs> which is the idea. That's excellent. Um, That's a good idea. But, um, the, the, you, know, they're, you know, Chris and them are talking about comedy and stuff. So I just figured, like, okay, who do I know who can talk for hours and, and about comedy and stuff? <laughs> Oh not my just, dad! Not just comedy, food and uh, food and food and, um, and just any pop culture, um, music for sure. Yeah, movies. Which is great. Drum, we're drummers. We're, we're about touching on everything. Yeah, Jamarello. <laughs> I was just listening to some Brubeck earlier on. So just, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so it sounds like music is your usual uh, realm, though. Is that right? You're you're just very into music. Is that how you got into entertainment? Um, I, I'm very into anything uh, like well, music, music, and, and um, I spent a, a lot of time in front of the TV when I was a kid. Too much time in front of the TV when I was a kid. I feel that though. And 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 I have this um, mind that sort of retains useless crap. 
So, um, let's see, you know, Chris. Now, I'll, I'll, now I'll we're say, getting into the. I'll, I'll say okay. these things like you know. I'll say like you know, remember that commercial for so and so from 1974, and uh, everyone would go, "No, yeah, yeah, what? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must remember it. And it was brilliant." Dad, no. do you do you remember the commercial for Battle Darts? Uh, this is like nine, like mid 90s on Nickelodeon. I'm sure. We, I'm sure. We if I, be, yeah, we'd be it watching the. We were watching the uh, Muppet Show reruns, and in between Battle Darts, and it was you had to like order yeah. order it. It was like eight hundred number, and yeah. like you, you had a shield, and then you had like these. They were like lawn darts, but they had Velcro on one end, and they were yeah. kind of weighted with foam. And it's like, darts. I, like yeah. oh, God, I always wanted Battle Darts. Battle Darts. It was so cool. <laughs> Uh, it was it was great to watch that finally work with somebody, Charlie. That right? Because <laughs> you said that usually plays out. Hey, do you guys remember? Da 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 da. da? No. Nickelodeon oh. in the nineties okay. was awesome. Oh my Nickelodeon god! Nickelodeon in the nineties. There's so many good shows on Nickelodeon in the nineties, and I think uh, Charlie will appreciate uh, uh, that. Um, um, at the Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers was so good. It was insanely good. And and you say that to people and they go, I don't remember that one. No, no, no. I've, I've gone back and watched it as an adult and I don't know how they let kids watch that show. <laughs> yeah. That was the, that's true of so a lot of things it. in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, Rocco. Rocco's, 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 yeah. Hang on a second. We have, we have two options. Either this is the world's best trick twerk, or he's coming back with something about Rocco's modern life. These no, are that's the only a different show. Trick twerking is a different show. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on omegle.com. You can sign up for his OnlyFans and donate for that. Yeah, yeah. Chris Comedian right. at OnlyFans.com. Uh, that's um, where Chris has an OnlyFans. I believe we also have a uh what's it called we have a patreon patreon that's one hey rocko hey, nice. rocko's modern life um, rocko's modern life <laughs> dad did you watch um the the recent netflix movie or you know extended episode of rocko's modern no, life um, i'll have to i'll have to see if it's on there i something some I've, i'm always so leery about on, any of those yeah. yeah, some things are on Netflix UK that aren't on Netflix US and vice versa. I will say it, it is, I, I think it's really good. The The whole plot is that somebody is making a, an adaptation of an old show and, you know, Rocco's trying to find the creator of the original show. Oh, wow. And yeah. and so it's very self-referential, but they kind of bring back all the kind of classic characters and classic bits and mm. like the, the big heads <laughs> and, and everything, you know. Yeah. So I, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. Uh, I'm glad they kind of, as as a capping piece for the show, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I tell you what, I did watch recently though. I watched a, a, a documentary about uh, the history of Ardman Animations. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was rather brilliant. Uh, a Grand Nineteen, it was called. And uh, yeah, that was that was that was really cool. A lot of uh, celebs on there, uh, basically saying, you know, if it wasn't for Wallace and Gromit, or if it wasn't for chicken run you know the face of comedy would be vastly different today absolutely i right. think yeah. chicken run is a incredible film i yeah. i remember watching it really a lot underrated absolutely yeah. when you think how long it took them to do it and you know because every every frame was was done by hand you know and it's just like oh my god you know it's just the, just the sheer amount of man hours going into that um 
but uh, and um, and it talked about how when they did flushed away, which of course was CGI. Yeah. Uh, and then they were really disappointed, you know, like, you know, it's still not as good as claymation. Let's go back to claymation. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, of course out here, well, in this general direction, Hillsboro, just a few miles down the road, we've got Leica productions that did Coraline and the oh, box trolls. Yeah. Um, I've met some people that work there. Yes, you have. I have also met you those were people. There. Yeah. One of those people was named Charlie. So. That's true. Um, and yeah, they we I we won't spoil it on the show, but they got they gave us a little sneak peek into what's coming up next, and, and that's really it's just really really cool. Um, I I love their their work, especially Coraline. I think was like going yeah. from watching, you know, kind of early claymation and stuff like that, and then watching just like the head movements and and some of that. It's just yeah, just some really of the little nuances are amazing. Just yeah. And of course, I love the story of Coraline. It's a fantastic book. Neil Gaiman, uh, mm-hmm. brilliant guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, he's um, he's brilliant. And um, uh, didn't he do something with? Um, he did something with Lenny Henry, didn't he? Years and years and years ago. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look it up, but uh, it just sort of rang a bell there. But uh, yeah, speaking of that sort of thing, I've been watching. Uh, I've, no, I've been I've been reading uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to Rosie at night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's she's seven years old, and I, I thought to myself as I'm reading it, and this is way over her head. But then she keeps going, "What's what's happening with Marvin? What's where's Marvin?" You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, we're slightly bark fast, you know. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's, it's it's it's. I think it's it's a bit heavy going for her, but uh, she really enjoys the characters. I think she likes. Yeah, I mean, slightly bark fast is one of the best ones. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's I do I do remember you reading those to me when I was very young. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and and Harry Potter, I think as well. I think I read. I remember reading the first Harry Potter book to you. Vaguely, okay. Remember it, yeah, yeah. It's I read it to somebody. I'm sure it was you. Okay, <laughs> could have been me. Um, Some duck at the park. I I do remember. I, I do remember uh, Mrs. Jersey, my third grade teacher, reading it to me. So that's why. That's my only. Wow. Yeah. Um, How does it feel to be upstaged by his third grade teacher? <laughs> well, and then she couldn't read me the second one because uh, students in our class complained that it, she was promoting witchcraft. So, oh for fuck's sake! Oh, like like Stevens. Shit like that. <laughs> Shit like that. Dude. That's that was the one downside of America. Really, it's just all the stupidity around that sort of religious uh, nonsense. Yeah. I remember. I, I remember going to um, what mall was it? So there was some mall we went to. I think it might have been the mall in Marysville, the the, the, the dying mall in Marysville. <laughs> um, we were we were having some um, eating some food and there was like a, a bookshop near, near the food court where they had a, a display of all the uh, of like censored and, and banned books and uh, I found that uh, fascinating that uh, some of these books that they actually did um, say that couldn't be in certain libraries because of you know, contained you know stuff that was anti-religious or promoting witchcraft or you know promoting promiscuity all sorts of weird things and it's like really 
you know, I, I, I just, it, it, it blows the mind sometimes how, how close-minded some people can be. Yeah, uh, we were just looking up uh, like Portland Public Schools uh, books that they have banned, or you know, and stuff like Catcher in the Rye, Fahrenheit 451. I'm like, yeah, those are school books. Those are books they made me read. <laughs> like fucking yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. I'm like, why would you? Why you 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 didn't catch the the meaning of the book? You just don't know what's yeah. Oh, we just thought it was about birds. <laughs> uh, have you... We thought about hunting. <laughs> uh, Donnie Darko, of course, has the, the excellent oh, scene where yes. she's trying to ban the book of poetry. And it's like, yeah, wow. Just, yeah. That's a, that's a damn good movie as well. I oh. watched that weekend recently. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, it on, on, the DVD I have so old, it didn't even have any special features. It was just like, you know. <laughs> play yeah. or don't play <laughs> that was it yeah uh young seth rogan in that movie yes like, yes I'm sorry what oh yeah you, you've never seen young I've seth rogan that apparently yeah um especially in the like the scene where they're do, like they're doing like the the spectrum Is and it one of the yeah. party scenes yeah yeah it was yeah. it was you know it's one of those moments where you, where you just go Hang on a second. I know <laughs> I who that is. Damn, that's Seth Rogen. Speaking of Seth Rogen, uh, he, uh, he's got a podcast. movie. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> he's got a movie coming up that looks pretty pretty great. It's about this uh, immigrant to New York in the early 1900s who falls into a pickle barrel and is preserved for 100 years and then wakes well, he's up. He's in a real pickle now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he wakes up. His name isn't Rick, is it? No. <laughs> Points. <laughs> that works. Oh dear. Anyway, even, wakes, Rosie, even Rosie knows the pickle Rick reference. It got. Uh, it just got a lot of attention really recently, or not attention, but a lot of people like making jokes hey, about how funny it was. You know, it's just like, oh man, funniest shit I've ever seen. Man turned himself into a pickle. <laughs> it's like. All right. All right. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's not that funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not, no, no, it, I it's think not the funniest thing ever. Yeah. The, the point yeah. of that episode isn't that he turned himself to, to a pickle. It's that, you know, he's doing he it to avoid him. his family anyway. But yeah, Seth Rogen's character, uh, turns, uh, it gets, falls into a pickle barrel. He's pickled for a hundred years. He wakes up and, uh, is, is a revived and he goes to live with his great, great grandson, who's now like a Brooklyn tech like web developer. None of this is how pickling works. I don't. Oh. It's just, it's, the uh, point is. Imagine if they'd used that concept for Austin Powers. <laughs> it's just like, at least he had the decency to be frozen. You know, they That's use you science. You freeze pickle. people. You know, pickle Delicious magic science. Gen- yeah, it's right. Yeah. So play him on some butcher paper next to a sandwich. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, but Seth Rogen plays oh, yeah. both parts. That's that's the point. Is that ah, both. he plays the young guy and the old guy. Yeah, gotcha. And he's he's like so. And uh, much bro- hilarity ensues. Yeah, <laughs> is, he, is he just trying to step on Eddie Murphy's toes? Uh, I guess Adam Sandler's also done one of those already, where yeah. Adam Sandler played everybody in the movie. But that was also a bad movie. 
everybody yeah. in the movie or which which movie did he play everybody or no i guess it's just one where it's him and his sister yeah jack, jack and jill. jill yeah yeah with how did al pacino get in this movie <laughs> al pacino is the love interest of adam sandler's oh. sister theo is very <laughs> that, that was that was a good that was, that was was like, blackmailed. oh wow <laughs> oh wow <laughs> We're sitting here like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do. Now, uh, I do what I gotta do. Have you seen The Irishman on on Netflix? Not yet. No, right. it's on it, my list. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's like they they digitally de-age De Niro and Pacino, which is weird. That sounds dumb. You know the funniest thing that De Niro has done recently, apart from that stupid advert for the for the Nero of the car. Have you seen that one? No. I'm sorry. What? Oh my lord. Okay. Um, it's it's um, Robert De Niro, and uh, what's the guy who plays Bernard in um, uh, Santa Claus? Um, oh, I should know this. David, David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz is the director of this commercial. De Niro comes in, he's wearing jeans with, with braces and a, a checked shirt and uh, the, um, the, 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 the little woolly beanie hat and uh, the, the jeans have the turn-ups that don't meet the shoes. And, uh, and he's like, oh, sorry I'm late. And uh, David Crumholtz, and he goes, he goes uh, Robert, what are you wearing? He goes, well, uh, the script said we should see a trendy version of De Niro, so um, here I am. I said, no, no, it's not a trendy version of De Niro. Uh, it's the Nero, the car. <laughs> so, oh, 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 my bad. I'm off. I'll, I'll change. <laughs> you know, but that's and that commercial and the other one. He's uh, um, Charlie. Do you remember this? There's a brand of uh, like just about the biggest bakery in in uh, uh, the UK, Warburton's. Yeah. And their commercials are usually quite funny. They've had the Muppets in their in their uh, commercials before. And the, there's always got the guy who runs Warburton's, Jonathan Warburton. And he's just like this regular guy. He's like, oh, hello. And in walks uh, De Niro, dressed as like a sort of mob boss kind of thing. And he's like, hey, you know. And, and he, he's like, because uh, they, they've started doing bagels now. He's like, uh, you know, in this business, you've got to break some bread, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know. And, and him and his mob are all pictured going around to all the other stores. Uh, and, and like pushing their ba- the, the other other brand of bagels off the shelf and putting Warburton's ones on with their with their sticker on them saying good bagels, and <laughs> and it's like you know, and uh, and at the end you know he's like pitched this scenario and um, Jonathan Warburton's like oh sounds like a movie and he goes what movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, but there's like this montage you know where like there, there's the money's rolling in and you know and he's on the phone going. Hey, you know, it's just like the pictures overlapping each other, you know. But the yeah, other, that's, the, that's the best De Niro thing recently, yeah. I, yeah, I love going to the UK and just seeing like Hollywood stars being in, in ads randomly. I mean, we, we're going to talk yeah. about Snoop Dogg and De Niro, but the Harvey Keitel ads, I forget what was that, yeah. what was that was for. That was for but, direct line insurance, yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you, you think pro- you could, if you, if you, if you kids think you can get a better quote there, best of luck <laughs> <laughs> like reprising his role from Pulp yeah, Fiction Winston Wolf. yeah 
Just, Winston Wolf, can we talk? You know, it's like, so yeah. weird. Right, but and, why uh, isn't that a thing we're doing more often? Just bring back characters from movies we like and throw them in commercials. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And uh, and Kevin Bacon is our pitch man for EE uh, mobile telephone <laughs> service. And uh, yeah, those commercials are pretty funny with him in as well. Uh, we have we all we get is Boost Mobile with Pitbull, you know, Mister Worldwide himself, and all he does is like just walks up to the camera and because because all he needs to do because he's Pitbull, he's, he wears the suit, he wears the sunglasses, he walks around and goes woo, and then there's a bunch of like pretty women walking around and he's just like this and that end of the commercial. I have phone and then text. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. So yeah, and, and see, I don't know. There, there is a. I think the whole attitude towards um, advertising in in England is is well in the UK is different to um, the way it is in the US. In the US, it's kind of like you know, just in your face. We've got to just get the message across, right? And and, and you know, it's it's. Uh, but then there's the other end of the spectrum, which are your infomercials, uh, which are just um, insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I remember when I was over there, you know, people like Billy Mays uh, and, and Vince Offer, yeah, the Slap all... Chop, you know, the old Slap Chop. Oh, my but, God. Uh, and, and, the, and the Sham Wow, Sham Wow. I'm not going to lie. Billy Mays memes were some of my favorite memes. Yeah, and I th- I think maybe that's the difference is that like the commercial guys here kind of become their own celebrities. So like Phil Swift right now for for um, for Flex Tape and Flex, Flex Seal, Seal, he yeah. is uh, he is a celebrity in his own right. He's got millions of followers on his Instagram. He yeah. posts dumb jokes all the time, and <laughs> like and he's he's totally aware of his you know meme status and. He loves it. He just, I would absolutely yeah. be the next commercial dude. Oh, I would be about Chris, that life. Yeah. Now, uh, about Vince Offer, um, obviously he's had his own share of troubles, uh, legal yeah. troubles in the past. Yeah. But oh, so yeah. the guy, <laughs> the guy who trained me uh, at McMinimans, who trained me in the kitchen, he was going to school. Uh, he was like a film student at, uh, I believe, Seattle University, oh. and. Um, Vince Offer came to like he, he had a movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, No Strings Attached, or uh, he also has a movie. That's uh, they're like they're like anthology movies, like in this in the spirit of like Kentucky Fried Movie or something like that. Oh, like okay, yeah, movie yeah. forty three. Uh, okay, whatever. okay, not yeah. you know kind of weird, uh, but anyway, he's he was a director of these kind of movies before he was the Sham Wow guy, and so. Um, he was. He just went to the film students. And was like, "Hey, help me pass out flyers. I'm screening this movie tonight." And my buddy, so then met him, got a stack of these flyers. And Vince, he said, Vince Offer projects spittle when he's talking. So he was yeah. spit on by Vince Offer. So like, nice, less nice. Some people are into that, you know. Some people pay good money to get spit on by he, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I guess he was audit. He wasn't even like in enrolled really. He was like auditing the film classes because he just he wanted to be a film student, but wasn't sure. Anyway, so you got to meet Vince Offer. Thanks. Yeah. And what a lucky day. <laughs> yeah, that's a real that's a real one for to tell the grandkids that one. Yeah. Does it mean Vince Offer <laughs> needs to keep a twelve foot distance from people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does he wear minimum, two masks? Minimum 12. Is there? 
He's got a that's, he's got a face shield, you know. That's right. <laughs> he just wears a sham wow. Just <laughs> put him in a that's points. Thing. Thank you. One of those big big orbs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just roll them around. That's right. It's like he's a bubble boy. <laughs> I liked but, uh, that movie like a lot. It's I'm a gonna be movie. real sad when I rewatch it and find out it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Look, I've had so many things that I've gone back and watched, and I go, "Oh man, boy, we did we did not pay attention to a lot of things back then." Yeah, I, I can't, kinda... I can't support this movie no more. Yeah, there were some really weird uh, movies uh, in the seventies. I, I remember um, that uh, were on, that shown on TV that were, and they all seemed to have Ike Eisenman in them. Uh, <laughs> do you remember him, Ike Eisenman? No, you probably don't. Um, but uh, he uh, he was in um, where they did Fantastic Journey, uh, the TV series, and that was shockingly bad. And he was in that. And uh, but he seemed to be in all these these sort of after school specials that sort of got shown on uh, weird times on British TV just for something to fill the time, I guess. And um, yeah, there was one called um, it was about a kid called Duffy Moon. Remember this one? Heard of this one? No, 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 you were, no, no. It was just weird. It was just weird. And he he thought that he could. He had magic powers, and he thought that he could uh, activate these. Uh, the way he activated these these supposed magic powers was to by by puffing his cheeks out. Yeah, and it was just it's <laughs> the rest of the movie just go. <laughs> it's just this bizarre. Bizarre movie. But did it yeah. work, or was it no, fake no, in the movie? No, he 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 had no powers at all. He just thought he did, huh. and that was the story. That was was this it backed kid. up by anything? Like, was it he puffed his cheeks out and something happened? Yes, and then that that sort of made him believe that he could. Uh, there was like two or three things that he he did that, and uh, and he kept trying it, and things kept happening, but it was just coincidence. It wasn't you know. And then eventually, when the push came to shove, and he actually had to help someone in the, in the sort of a life of their situation. He did that and nothing happened. And then he's like, Oh, that is can't. heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And that it sounds was, like a great movie though. It was, it, it, it seemed great at the time, but it's probably, it, it probably doesn't hold up by today's uh, standards. I would imagine. Yeah. That sounds uh, like a hard, like a, well, it could be a well-written moment though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has I don't the know that it was. It has a potential to be great, it. but uh, yeah, it's, uh, but, yeah maybe, um, maybe we'll see the gritty reboot too. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, they'll set it somewhere sort of like in a dystopian future, you know, where everything's yeah. like kind of dark and, and concrete <laughs> and steel. And oh man, now I just want to watch Repo the Genetic Opera. Again. Oh man, a little glass yeah. vial. A little glass vial. Uh, yeah. That, okay, so what, some uh, by the uh, just. Uh, Side note: Something I did watch the other day that was um, uh, something I, I'd never watched, and I'm glad I've only watched five minutes. So it was Mac and Me. Oh, yeah. Is that like Marley and Me? No, no, no. It is not. This was a an it's attempt. The worst this is an attempt sci-fi to, movie ever. It's an attempt to capitalize on the E. T. Buzz, but. Yeah not involving Steven Spielberg in any way or any kind awful. of as, and these, these aliens all are like naked oh. people and they, yeah, their mouths only make, uh, ooh, and that's how ooh. they talk. Ooh. Yeah. And, and they've got these weird ears as well. Ooh. Just yeah. like and, and so you, know, uh, you can't, you can't take anything seriously because you just take one look at these aliens and you're like, 
<laughs> Paul Rudd for like uh, a few years, anytime he would appear on Conan, he would be plugging a new movie, but he would only show clips of Mac and me. <laughs> and and so, <laughs> so anytime he's like, oh, so yeah, this is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, this is in this clip. Uh, I'm the Ant Man, and it's just back in me. And, it was, <laughs> and Conan's like, "Damn it, this is just back in me again." <laughs> but he's like, "Oh, oh I'm, I don't know how this keeps happening. I'm so sorry, Conan." That's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's great. I, oh, I do love Paul Rudd very much. He's, he's pretty sweet. I need now, to watch. What is that? What is that Netflix show we had that came Living out? Living like? with yourself with yes. Ashling B. Who is so fantastic? Oh, she's amazing. Everything. I love her. And I need to watch this show. It's really, really good. It's super kind of. It's dark, but it, it really is about in like, like a good way, though. Yeah, yeah. It is about yeah. t- coming to terms with yourself. I, I think it is like, like a I great message. Do, really well done. I want to do both seasons of Wilfred and then this. Just really. <laughs> Put myself through a whole fucking Just roller whole, coaster. Whole big existential crisis. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'll come out a better me at the end of it. Uh, speaking of Elijah Wood, uh, you've been dad. You've been keeping up with the uh, Dirk Gently. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the middle of season two right now. Yeah, with what? Dirk Gently's holistic. Uh, detective agency which is based off of the book of the same name by Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh shit. And yeah. uh, how have I not heard about this? So the second season does it follow Long Tark Tea Time of the Soul, or is it? No. Just well, the first different? season really wasn't much to do with with, with the first book either. But right. it was it was still interesting because it had the same sort of concepts and same sort of ideas. Yeah. Uh, to t- tie everything together, even though the storyline had nothing to do with, um, the uh, it was just the, the characters were fantastic, and there's just so many sort of like different stories that sort of like come together um and um yeah so it's 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 really good and samuel barnett is hilarious yeah he's he's, he's, uh, he's fantastic I, yeah he really is he's, and because i know like stephen mengen did a version like in the late 90s uh it was it was kind of more i think it, I, I watched it on iplayer so it was like 2010 i think oh, okay uh, and uh, that was pretty good but again it was not really following the book but it was sort of it just took the sort of the main concepts of the, the interconnectedness of all things and yeah. uh, and sort of like it took that and ran with it sort of thing but I think follow, I think making a, a movie or a TV series that followed the book to the letter would not be very good either yeah. because it would be difficult to do because some yeah. of the uh, some of the, the ideas in it are just so sort of difficult to sort of uh, to grasp, I think. But it, it was, it's, you know, uh, Adams was way ahead of his time. Um, and, um, but I mean, watching that, uh, and um, I've been watching, um, I just watched all of uh, Life on Mars, the UK right. version, which was really good. Um, I don't know. I've not seen the U- U.S. version, so I don't know. Yes, do you um, remember that show at all? No, it's about no this idea. detective who, like, uh, he gets in a car accident, or I'm yeah, sure. he, he gets, he's in an accident in 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 the, the present, and he wakes up uh, and he's in 1973, and um, he can't figure it out, and um, but he keeps hearing these sort of like these noises and voices, and finally figures out he's in a coma. Uh, and what he's hearing is sort of stuff filtering through 
from what, what people around him are saying around by his bedside. Mm -hmm. And um, but he's still trying to figure out how he what he can do to, to get out of where he's at. But also, it's also a, a great cop drama set in the seventies as well. So it's kind of huh. two things at once, you know. Part of the time he's wanting to try to get out of what he's doing, and the other. But everything the around him is just so acting like a normal he cop. He wants yeah. to be fixing things. Yeah, that's cool as yeah. shit. Yeah, it is really good. And then the sequel to that was Ashes to Ashes, um, which um, where uh, uh, the same thing happens to a woman uh, policeman, and she wakes up uh, in 1980, I think, or 81, um, when it's it, and it's the same um, police department, the same uh, D, uh, DCI, uh, Gene Hunt. Uh, so it's the same guy, but like a few years on from 73. So um, huh. that was the same sort of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, but I was I was amazed at the end of uh, Life on Mars because, spoiler alert, he actually is in 1973 and the whole modern day era thing is complete uh, figment of his imagination. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So you know when he's because he, he he sort of suddenly realizes it when he when he actually gets back to modern day and then it's like he, he's not feeling the same thing uh, as, as, as as he's like there's something not right here. So he's up on the roof of the the police building, jumps off the off the roof, and then wakes up back where he was in 1973 when he left them. And it's like ah, so <laughs> there you are then. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 one of those ones, you know. Keeps wow. you guessing right to the end. Huh. Very good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Dude, I love yeah. things that are like do good storytelling. Yeah. It gets so hard in any medium to find it. Uh yeah. especially anime. But <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of shitty anime. You gotta find the gems. Oh yeah. <sighs> And and even like the good ones, it's like the, there's a lot of there's a lot of just filler, and it's like oh yeah, you'll you will always have at least one filler episode in any anime. That's I mean that's why you watch Tengen Topic or Lagan, and you might not just don't watch this. I mean you could watch the series if you want, but you could just watch the two movies where they slim it all down and add more cool action scenes. Like <laughs> I don't know. I'd I'd rather go on the journey, but that's because you do a lot of learning who your characters are in your filler episodes. Yeah, that's true. I've and I've like I said, I've I've watched it. I love that show, but uh, yeah, and that one's a cool plot too. So uh, for for the person who hasn't watched it, I mean, we meet these characters. They live in a uh, they live underground, and they're just taught you have to keep digging. Just keep digging. That's Always all we do. Digging. We don't ABG. go up. We don't, we always, we just go down. And then uh, one day a giant robot, like a Gundam type thing, breaks through the ceiling and suddenly people are like, oh, there's a sun, there's a sky, this is amazing. There's like a whole world up there. And then this woman like, fall, uh, I guess she's a girl, you know, and she's like 16 in the show or whatever, but she, she comes down and she's like shooting at it and she's like, yeah, we hunt these things and, and kill them because like they're trying to kill us. I'm from like the next underground city over and everybody's like, there's an outside world? What are you even talking about? And anyway, these two uh, brothers kind of go on a journey and find out that they can pilot these giant robots and eventually 
take on the evil guy who's been keeping them underground. But anyway, it just keeps going, like getting deeper and deeper. And, but like, also more and more ridiculous with each passing out. Oh, oh yeah, it never it never stops getting just so weird. No, all the way to the last episode, they have to have to have to find some way to get more and more ridiculous. Just. Just every episode, and uh, in the in the American dub over, especially this character Kamina, who is just he's just so like over the top, and like everything's about manliness, and he's like, "Don't believe in yourself, believe in the me that believes in you." Well, that part okay. okay so in the Japanese version, that is a nice thing. Yeah, well, no, it is a, it is a nice thing, but it it's, well, no, because it's not don't do that it's the the other dude doesn't doesn't believe in himself he's like well fine if you can't believe in you believe in me who does believe in you so fucking let's go it's all it's all about finding your fighting spirit and that's that's it which we then allude then we learn that that's what makes evolution happen <laughs> but we also eventually learn the communist version of this fighting spirit is not it's proper form anyway right anyway very very yeah. it gets pretty for... philosophical for something about giant wacky ass <laughs> robots fighting each other in space with laser beams i don't <laughs> and the giant robot wears sunglasses because <laughs> of All course it does because yeah okay that's how it works it's less powerful without them that's why <laughs> i don't know what to tell you and it can take them off and use them like as a giant boomerang does that work well they have to be sunglasses i think throw the glasses away and they come back to me (laughs) oh dear oh dear mr the frog are my flying fish gonna be in the movie (laughs) i feel like you're acquiring points who, who was, who was your favorite? Who was your favorite uh, Muppet? Are you asking me? I I mean, yeah. probably Animal. Yeah. I mean, as a as a drummer, and he was based off Keith Moon and John Bonham, like yeah, two incredible drummers. Uh, but Floyd is Floyd is very cool too. Uh, I mean, Floyd Pepper because the way he yeah. walks, where he just like yeah. I don't know. For uh, me, it's hard to choose between Fozzie and Gonzo. Yeah, see, and and both of those are such endearing characters. Especially, like, Gonzo, when we first meet him, is just kind of like a loser. Yeah. And a schlub. Because, like, Dave Gills, you know, is is kind of a nerd. And he didn't didn't really want to play a a character until Jim Henson, like, made him. He's like, no, you, you need to. That's yours. And, uh, and um right this is you buddy i don't know what else to tell you here so speaking of characters that don't believe in themselves like gonzo a lot of the time he's like oh i'm such a loser you know but then he's he's also like so incredibly confident about his stupid stunts like yeah (laughs) that story reminds me of uh it reminds me of of something i read recently about um because uh we're watching a lot of horrible histories i don't know if you watched that um but um the guy who plays um, Bob Hale, the, the weather forecaster, um, he was just a writer, uh, and he came up with that character, and he was explaining to to everyone else what the character does. And they said, "Well, you know, there's no one else who can do it like you, so you're going to have to do it." 
and so he he started doing it and then of course then he got started getting more characters to do but before he was just a writer so you know, that's that's how that's interesting how that sort of thing works well you know i i was the one who was just like hey maybe we should like do a podcast and now you know here i am so yeah i think it happens all the time it's just like that's your idea yeah. run with it yeah. um Right, yeah. you have an idea for how it's supposed to work. Fantastic! I didn't come up with one. You should make that happen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, my favorite Muppet is definitely Fozzie. Uh, uh, yeah. That's probably the second one. But I also have a have a, a soft spot for Beauregard. Really Beauregard, the voice. janitor, is so good. It's amazing. Yeah. What color are their hands now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. And uh, uh, do you remember watching uh, Follow That Bird? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I just—it was just. I just love. Oh, the 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 just the some of the uh, the cameos in that Chevy uh, Chevy Chase is the uh, the reader, and he's like uh, on Sesame Street today, and they're like Sesame Street. He goes, "Sorry, Sesame (laughs) Street." (laughs) Um, Same street. Yeah, because um, uh, obviously, was that last year or two years ago that Sesame Street turned 50? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, what going back, I remember because I was alive for the 25th anniversary. Yeah. And uh, so we were watching that, and oh, it, you know, it's so good. I mean, it's just the like the Kermit's alphabet, like African alphabet, uh, the jungle alphabet, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Put down the ducky. I'll watch all the time. E F G. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? If we're gonna have a Saturday morning episode, we should we should at least a little bit discuss what Saturday morning cart. Like, did you did you have Saturday morning cartoons? I don't know how old how far back that. Uh, Yeah, on Saturday mornings, uh, (laughs) the TV. Yeah, over here we had uh, they did show banana splits and things like that, and um, but we also had a show that started in the uh, what's I want to say nineteen about seventy four, and it was hosted by Noel Edmonds. They had Keith Chegwin and Maggie Philbin. It was called Multicolored Swap Shop, okay. and it uh, it was basically like two straight hours of just like. It was like a combination of a kids' magazine show with like guests dropping in and, and you know, phone-in quizzes and stuff like that, and also outside broadcast things. And but the the whole concept of Swatch Shop was you could, if you had something that you didn't want anymore and you wanted something else for it, you could call them up and they would put it on their swap board. And uh, then you know, say you you had an operation game and you wanted a uh, an action man or something like that. This is a Craigslist and, ad. Yeah, and and and, the, and then people would say, "Oh yeah," I, they called it. I say, "I got an action man, and I want the operation game." And they, and they would put these two people together, and uh, and then they would do outside broadcasts where it's like they had people brought all their stuff that they wanted to swap down to this one location, and they would just spend all the morning just swapping stuff. On, I can absolutely uh, see myself spending and two it was hours brilliant watching this show. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. it was brilliant, and. Uh, uh, but and, and the other the other uh, channel had uh, a thing called Tizwas, which was um, uh, had uh, Chris Tarrant, and it was just basically lunacy. Uh, 
buckets of water and, and custard pies and that we they had a character on there called the Phantom Flanflinger, who was a character all dressed in black with a cape on roller skates, who would just like roll into the shot, you know, when something was going on, an interview was taking place and just custard pie somebody and then roll <laughs> off again. <laughs> So many TV ideas start with snorting coke, guys. Yeah. I don't. Have you, Dad? I don't know if you've seen any of Holy Moly. Um, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. No. I I just started watching it because uh, ABC actually like put all of it up of uh, the first season up on YouTube in anticipation for the second season coming out. Mm. And um, you know, most of it's just kind of it's basically like um, uh wipe out but with mini golf you know it's like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> run you know there's a giant pool in the middle it's like okay you took your shot now you have to run over these you know whatever it is make it across the bridge or swim you know whatever it is yeah but there's all there's one hole that they uh they kind of bring back every one or two episodes it's called the distractor yeah. <laughs> and generally it's so it's a 14 foot putt it's a straight shot uh, but you have to make the putt um, with something weird going on, and this giant wall will turn around, and there'll be something behind the wall. And you know, sometimes it's just like a German uh, polka band, or you know, just something like that. But one time, uh, this one episode I watched, the distractor that that episode was the tickler, and it was just a dude, <laughs> dude in a tuxedo, wearing like a half like a domino mask kind of thing with oh a bunch God. of feathers sticking out and then he had like a long stick with some feathers on the end and he just came up and like kind of act you know and it just started tickling people as they were taking their shot and that's just like <laughs> anyway, no. that, that, the uh the flan flinger reminds me of the, the tickler um, my biggest memory of, of of crazy golf was when uh, you and i played crazy oh golf in pigeon forge oh yes oh yes, my yes, god yes. that was hysterical uh, I mean, because, it was it was a great you know great course, but then we get to like the second half, and there's like a giant model of the xenomorph from Aliens. Okay, and, uh, this sounds every, cool. And every time we would bend over, they had a little speaker hidden there, and, and the guys in the little booth would go. You know, <laughs> so, so, so we bend over. <laughs> what was that? You was this? <laughs> Was this just random employees fucking with people, or yeah. was this what yeah. it was supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, obviously, it was you know it was built in to do that, but I think they were just in, enjoying doing it. They really were having a, <laughs> a, a good time. I, I remember looking over, and I was just like, and they they're just like totally just like, stony faced, and just. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we were cracking up for like ten minutes just on this, like before we could just even take a hole. tee we shot. Couldn't even, couldn't even get the the whole. Uh, the, the shot taken um, was just dreadful. That, that was, was great. Oh, that was a. Oh. <laughs> that was a long I, time ago. It was that like was... 10, 10 o'clock at night, too. I mean, yeah, it was quite late. Yeah, it was like the, one of the few things still left open on the strip. I remember and, it was uh, next to. It was was it next to or was it part of the Wild Woody? It was uh, near the Wild Woody. Yeah, yeah. the Wild, the Wild Woody, Woody was, was the wooden go kart course, which was also yeah. pretty fun. But I just I remember being I was. Maybe nine or ten. I just remember yeah. laughing at the name for. It's <laughs> like what? Yeah, Wild Woody, and then it, which is also this is all on the same strip as Dollywood. Yeah, uh, Dolly Parton's theme park. Yeah, and you could buy. And there was a little candy shop where they where they made Dolly Pops, which was basically uh, a, a woman's uh, head, shoulders, and chest 
uh, and it was like a big chest, you know. You but like mostly eat. chest, yeah. You could yeah, get like a chocolate, chocolate booby pop, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, the chocolate and they had like an orange one. Yeah, it, the the orange one was the worst because it lasted for hours. So it, like, yeah. I it was never so not you weird. You say worst. Yeah. Well, but okay. it sounds like best. <laughs> Better flavor, longer lasting. <laughs> Tit pops. I don't see the downside here. Great taste. Great taste. Long lasting. Dolly pops. That's uh, right. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, fine. And, they can do- they can hire me for advertisements whenever you'd like. Dolly pops. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm here for you. Yeah. I believe yeah. in this product. I, there's. I forget where it was, but <laughs> like certain statues. Obviously, you know, in the U.S., we're we're taken down statues of confederate people people want to replace some of them with dolly parton which i think would be excellent you know yeah yeah but i also want some with elvira oh yeah elvira yeah you gotta have the light and the dark halves of that okay (laughs) yeah definitely yeah yeah not not pammy no no i don't want Pammy. no no not pam but uh you have to have done great things with your responsibility in order to get a statue (laughs) Yeah. Dolly Parton and Elvira are both people who've used their money and influence to help people. Yeah, Dolly Parton's donated or just given away like a million or more free books to kids. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Shout I out mean, to Dolly Parton. Yeah, don't care for her music much, but yeah, well, a, a, I, a good I, person. I could stay in Jolene and 9 to 5, maybe you know, once or yeah, twice. Yeah, but have you ever sat through Smoky Mountain Christmas? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, With Lee Majors, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's some quality acting there. <laughs> 12 Oscars over here, 12 Oscars. We'll see you in some, some great movies coming up. <laughs> Look, I didn't say that what they did was great. I said what they did with that power was great. Yeah, okay. It's a yeah, point taken. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for one, being a woman in their time periods that had any kind of clout is impressive. However you had to get there, you yeah. got it. And then once you got it, what did you do with that power? Built and this is why... The theme park in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> with that 4D movie. Remember the 4D movie? Uh, do we, I don't. I don't. It was some. What is the fourth movie. dimension? Well, it was, somebody it was, walk up with pillows and just punch you in the face with them every it's ten a minutes. Three D movie. You're watching it through three D glasses, but they've also got like things like you know when somebody's like jumps in the water, you get splashed. Right, you, right, right. You, you can see what you're no, to drop this on thank you. you. Uh, you know when when somebody's smelling something in the picture, you can you can actually it wafts through, and and uh, you know so it's like add the the that's the extra dimension the the. Uh, the, it feels like you're there. I like I, the idea. Except, except it doesn't the water see. I see. I saw the Muppets in 4D uh, at California Adventure yeah. in Disneyland, um, and then I I saw Bugs Life. Bugs Life 4D, I think, was my favorite. I would have. I would have been very happy to watch. A bug's life in 4D. Because uh, the be- the best part, um, you know, because like the uh, like you get swatted with the fly swatter and like they kind of blow jets of air at you. So it feels like you're getting hit. And then uh, they hit like there's bug spray. So it smells like bug spray. Um, but the best part was at the end, 
They said, all right, all the human guests, please remain seated and allow the insect guests to leave first. And all these bumps under your ass, like, <laughs> feel like they're going out from under <laughs> you. And the, Oh, it was really great. I found out some interesting trivia about Bugs Life the other day. Uh, did you know they based you Hopper's, Hopper's hand movements on footage of Steve Jobs? That was, a, that was amazing. I did not know that. I did know not that. know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing. It was one of the. I, I go on. I go on that site, Sporkle. Oh yeah, all yeah. These okay. quizzes, and there was, this, was a, a, one quiz that was completely about um, trivia. From and you know, if they give you a bit of trivia, you got to name the movie that the bit of trivia is about. And um, like for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Chris Pratt on the last day stole his Star Lord costume and kept it, yep. so that he so that he could visit kids in hospital wearing it. I love that. That's brilliant. Uh, do you know which high school Chris Pratt graduated from? Uh, Lake Stevens. That's correct. Yeah. And he, so uh, they just had their graduation, and he finally appeared and spoke at that graduation, of course, over YouTube. But yeah. someone sent <laughs> yeah, him. Without the, having to go person. be there with the people he fucking hates, I feel yeah. bad. <laughs> That's but, right. Yeah. Well done, I'd Chris love to Pratt. be there, but I really... Uh, oh, I just I, can't. I, I, oh. I'd much prefer it in my nice little house here. Yeah. But, my, uh, but he wore his, his graduation robe from when he graduated from oh, Lake wow. Stevens. He had the hat and the robe. And he, yeah, he had a list of all the, the whole graduating class, and he announced the names, which is that's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. My mom said he didn't do it very well, <laughs> but well, you know, whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's a, he's a movie star; he can do what he wants. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of cool that he did it at all. I think people yeah. have been kind of asking him to do it, and you know, he does stuff around the community. Uh, when the Boys and Girls Club downtown like had a fire, he paid for a new rec center to be put in there. Cool. Yeah, that is dad, cool. So, yeah. I think the one thing I, uh, well, there's many things I miss about Lake Stevens, but I think Aquafest is probably my, my favorite oh, thing to miss about it. It's uh, just, it was brilliant. And especially Sorry, the fire. Did you say Waterfest? Aquafest. A- Aquafest. A- Aquafest. Aquafest. I'm, I'm hearing yes. What? <laughs> not water, no. Not Why are you fest. celebrating water? What is this? Well, it's a, it's a three day celebration, a three day festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, the name of the town is Lake Stevens. That's your big clue right there. Yeah, it, there's a lake there. It's on a fucking huge lake. <laughs> it's eight I, miles around or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they have all kind of. They have like a boat parade, and they have um, like wakeboarding and water skiing competitions and things like that. But then downtown, they set up like a. They call it the Bite of Lake Stevens. They have like a whole bunch of different food vendors and and different like craft vendors and things like that. A, a whole carnival comes in with like the yep. fucking like a ferris wheel and the, the, the library has a book sale library so book there's sale not like a there's not like a historical event that happened or whatever that is no. the reason you're celebrating over not the three days you just went fuck no. it we have a lake it's just it's let's a just lake. have a it's party a every it's the year summer you know it's yeah. middle of summer then why not do it and the, but the best <laughs> thing the thing i liked the most was uh, sunday mornings the the fire oh, fireman's breakfast yes the fire station was open uh they they They've taken out all the all the fire trucks and put in uh, loads of tables and chairs. And there's all these firefighters there, manning the griddles and doing your eggs and bacon and all that pancakes and shit. Well, they and, they leave out two uh, a fire truck and an ambulance so that you can like come in, like get inside and yeah. 
and sit in the seat and oh, yeah. touch, you know yeah, play you with can, the stereo. You get to play with it and put the helmet on and stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Oh god, brilliant. so so what fun. A great and, day. Um, yeah, they now they have. They, I think they've added waffles, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, you're talking. Um, yeah, waffles yeah. far superior. Um, yes. Just like pancakes are great after like one is is great, and then like after the second one, I'm like, what? No, nope, not I was even eating, like no. mushy syrupy dough. Like much, I, I much need like about heroin, three. not even once. <laughs> I need I need at least three three pancakes. And, now, uh, now Swedish pancakes. Now that we can talk about Swedish pancakes, what about uh, the English pancakes. What's the difference? What's the difference? What well, the Swedish, Swedish and they're, Norwegian they're pancakes like, are more like crepes. More like crepes. They're, they're thin, okay. kind of crispier, very buttery. Yeah, buttery. And so uh, Swedish, you can get with lingonberry jam, powdered sugar. Just a, that's a whole different experience. Oh, don't get me started on Scandinavian food, man. The stuff I, the stuff I tell people about, and they go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Left, sir. You don't want left, sir. Left, sir. Left, that's great. Word. Oh man, and yay toast. Oh, yay toast. Yeah, and kranskaka. Kranskaka, yeah. Uh, and left, left, sir is, uh, is, you know, that's a, a specialty. That's it's called Viking bread, a potato bread. It's a thin, and then butter and brown sugar, and just kind of wrapped up. Okay. Oh. And cinnamon. And cinnamon, yes. Yeah, cinnamon. Cinnamon is yeah. the important part. It's really good. Um, Feeling like the brown it's, sugar. It's, it's like a part. butter. It's like a butter brown sugar cinnamon uh, tortilla, like a quesadilla almost. Okay. But without the cheese, you know. I'm, well, I feel like we could throw some cheese in that, and we'll be yeah, happy. I bet you could have you like could. cream cheese in there, and that would be. Ooh. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I just made at work uh, this week because we, you know, we've got a lot of salmon just sitting around, uh, is I made loiketo, which is a Finnish salmon soup. Ooh. Uh, which is just like Ooh. potatoes, carrots, celery, and it's supposed to be leeks. I kind of had to cheat, but. Um, and then salmon, salmon and dill, and it's it's really really simple and so so good. Is it like uh-huh. chowdery or? It's not as thick as a chowder. It does have like a milk in the like. Nice, in it. I love this. Yeah, Where, not you, not because I make minimums. Yeah, I I just made it like it was like a two day special. Well, oh, I was like, God, you got to tell me about this shit when it's happening. I'm sorry. That's right. I'll just come over and make it. It's like a 30-minute dish. I'm honestly. 100% in for that. Yeah, you want to come check out my big-ass kitchen right now? <laughs> yeah, my kitchen is... Big-ass kitchen. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, there are some perks to the place I'm currently living in. One of them is an outdoor fire pit that's uh, propane-fueled, and then Ooh, the other is that our kitchen is bitching i love it <laughs> oh man Our, my kitchen i like but it's it is very small it's just kind of yeah. like those apartment galley kitchens you know it's yeah. just like you should have like a background uh of like a massive kitchen behind you <laughs> that'd be good oh uh, wonder yeah. if i could get the one from from whites have you seen whites no alan davis uh plays a chef oh yes 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 i did see That's that so yeah. good yeah, or the, or the one that uh, is in Gordon Ramsay's house. That's really a nice-looking kitchen. As well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, why would you not have immediately gone to Gordon Ramsay's kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, Gordon Ramsay is hilarious. I love that guy. Hey, big boy, yes. 
There's a lot of that. <laughs> punctuates everything with like, hey, big boy. What are you? I'm a stupid sandwich. An idiot sandwich, chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We've been watching, because we were uh, not open to customers, we were just doing takeout, so we've just been sitting around at work for a long time. So we were watching just a lot of crappy TV. And one day we just spent like probably five hours watching uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Uh, with just visiting Flavortown, huh? Guy Fieri. And he, yeah. he did one where he came to Portland and uh, uh, for he went to Bunk Sandwiches. That was pretty cool. But that guy is like it, the, the food all looks great and stuff, but he's hilarious to watch. And there's an, epi- there an episode mental. where he went and uh, he got a sandwich and Dennis Miller just happened to be there. And yeah. like Dennis Miller just <laughs> sitting eating pastrami sandwiches like what are you doing like what's bad what's going on with this pastrami am I right like <laughs> like Dennis, oh, and, then, and then Dennis Miller like gets in his car and drives off <laughs> he's yeah. like fuck this <laughs> no he gets in he gets in Guy Fieri's car like the convertible oh. and drives <laughs> And the guy Fieri kind of just looks at the camera he's like, uh, Dennis Miller just stole my car. <laughs> well, if someone's going to steal your car, it might as well be somebody famous, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy to track down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you just find out uh, Dennis Miller's agent and uh, get his schedule, you'll know where he's going to be. I mean, I assume that said agent has an address for where the man lives, and we can send the cops to that address. That yeah. was my thought. I don't know yeah. that we have to interrupt his meeting currently. Yeah, While that I'm would be, I suppose, preferred. Speaking of uh, famous people's uh, stealing famous people's cars. Uh, okay. Um, Whose car did you steal? <laughs> oh, well, thanks for calling me famous, I guess. Right, what uh, famous people do you know? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I've been watching um, and listening to uh, Johnny Carson and and stuff like that lately or I, you know a couple months ago and there's an old episode of Carson and this is when like David Letterman was doing Late Night on NBC mm. and he was uh, in LA and they both lived in Malibu like in the same area yeah. and Johnny Carson was complaining about Dave's like rusted up old Chevy truck that he kept outside of his house and Dave's like I keep it there just to annoy everybody so thank you for like proving my point <laughs> but so then so Johnny has him on the show and he, they're like filming this as like Johnny has someone tow it and just steals Dave's car and then, like yeah you're a piece of shit Fucking then, we're fixing this day and then they open the curtain and it's behind the curtain <laughs> His car is there, and he's like, and Dave's like, this, this headlight wasn't out. You, you did this. <laughs> so they had the, they had the judge. They did a, an episode later on where they had a judge from the People's Court on, and they like to like arbitrate this decision about uh, if if Dave was owed damages for the headlight. Oh, and for this, the theft of the car. And like Dave brought on like a case of Omaha steaks to give to the judge. <laughs> <laughs> and so Johnny had to pay, pay him $15 for the headlight. Speaking of fun things. Speaking of Letterman, uh, I've been watching uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. And uh, on the Letterman episode, 
uh, Jerry is driving Dave's car, which is unusual. It's a, it's a Volvo 940 station wagon right, with a racing engine in it that, <laughs> that he was given by Paul Newman. Uh, he right. said, you know, he said, how did you get, how did Paul Newman, it's like, how? And, and he said, well, just Paul Newman just called me one day. He goes, hey, Dave, I'm, I'm putting a racing engine, a Volvo. You want it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I want it. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, it just looks like a normal station wagon. And it just uh, suddenly just takes off. You know? And uh, and they went to um, Stu Leonard's in it. <laughs> and it's like just this, this grocery store. And... Uh, yeah, so it was it's like Jerry takes off in it and just all the groceries are coming out the back. And just, <laughs> um, brilliant. Yeah, that's, and that's a funny show because he did. Um, I said the one I watched the other day, it was uh, him and Aziz Ansari. Yeah. And uh, he just drives a tour bus everywhere. And he's got this bloody great, like, it looks like a, a huge silver brick on wheels. And so Jerry drives it. And they, they pull up at this diner that's got truck parking because that's the only place they're going to park it. And there's all these 18-wheelers there. And uh, when they come out of the diner, uh, one of them, they start talking to one of the drivers. And this guy's um, talking about his 18-wheeler. And, and Jerry's like, oh, is that, that's a Kenworth. He said, it's top of the line, is it? Goes, yeah, top of the line. He goes, how, how long is it? He goes, 77 feet. He goes, 77 feet. He goes, yeah, you want to drive it? He goes, do I want to drive it? Sure, I want to drive it. And so there's, there's Jerry and his intern, sorry. <laughs> And as easy as like, it's like, I always want to do this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they drive it around the parking lot. So it's like, oh my God, that's such a funny show. Uh, I, I love when, because Jerry is, uh, you know, he finds cars to kind of like fit his yeah. guest a lot of the time. So like, uh, I love with the John Stewart episode, he uh, has an AMC Gremlin that John Stewart <laughs> used to drive in high school. Like <laughs> He's like, yeah. I, I just used to have this exact same car. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, you got you got a lot of girls. And he's like, no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, uh, the the one I saw with Christoph Waltz, uh, where oh, he had, yeah. um, as a BMW sports car from 1958 or something, and uh, just this uh, BMW 507, I think it was. And and he's like, yeah, the, the everyone they made was different. The, the the top from one 507 will not fit another 507. It's just the weirdest thing, uh, but uh, and I also love the one where he picked um, picked up Michael Richards in uh, oh, a, a in VW, the VW bus, a VW bus that had been made into a truck. <laughs> yeah, and it was all rusted out and stuff. It's just hilarious. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was that, episode. that episode's great. The the episode with Julia Louis Dreyfus is great. Yeah. Where they're walking down the street and they're doing the the, the Seinfeld like. And like they're doing the scenes, so it's just great. Yeah, there's there's a couple of episodes. Die? There's a couple of episodes where where um, him and whatever guest he's on uh, has uh, are, are riffing so much off each other that th- they can barely understand what they're saying because they're just laughing at each other's jokes all the time. <laughs> uh, him and, and Stephen Colbert was one of uh, the, you know, and, the, and the Alec Baldwin episode, I think. Was oh, the, yeah, yeah, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, yeah. So I hope he keeps doing that because and the, he did. Uh, there's some of them where he's done like a two-parter. The two, he's done two with Ricky Gervais, but one of them was a two-parter. The two-parter is hilarious. Right. Yeah. Um, Ricky Gervais 
Because I don't know if you've seen Eric Andre's newest special that just came out on Netflix called Legalize Everything. I have not, no. Uh, it's, Eric Andre is very absurdist, and yeah. that is not my favorite yeah, form of comedy. He's, I, I, I can appreciate it. it the whole point, there, the whole time I was watching the show, I was right on the point of turning it off. But it is like it was actually pretty funny. And uh, he's like, oh, man, yeah, we should legalize every drug except for salvia because it just like makes you crazy. Except before we like criminalize salvia, I want to do a show like Jerry Seinfeld, but it's comedians in Ubers smoking salvia. <laughs> just imagine me and Ellen DeGeneres in the back of an Uber just like smoking fat clouds of salvia just <laughs> off our minds and the driver like gets contact high and drives into a fire hydrant I was like, like, all right oh, I'd, Lord. I'd watch that that, yeah. that guy no that guy's yeah, yeah he's absolutely ridiculous but uh yeah very very just, smart too that's that's yeah have you watched a show called the fix the fix with with uh jimmy carr Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did watch yeah, it on that, the Netflix that, show as well. It's funny, yeah. I never realized how funny D.L. Hughley is. Oh, he's so good. He's that brilliant. poor guy. He just recently got back to comedy, and then in the middle of his set, fell over. Turns oh, out man. he had he had COVID. Damn. Oh shit, man! Yeah, D.L. Hughley's recovering from it like right now. I think it's been like a week. Yeah, oh, that sucks, man. Yeah, no, but he's he's very very funny, and some of the comedians on there uh, that i've not encountered before uh ken funches oh yeah ron, ron funches ron, ron funches. funches yeah he's so he's good. funny he's really he's funny. Uh, he's from portland like he got big here and then yeah. moved over to california cool yeah but uh yeah um it, that is a, fun, a funny show pretty much anything with jimmy carr is is funny but, oh um, yeah i'll i'll watch almost everything except for eight out of ten cats like eight out of ten cats does countdown. Of course, I won't watch because it's fantastic. But eight out of ten cats itself, I'm just like, eh, I can, no, I, I like I it. But uh, it's I mean, you know they tend, they tend to show old episodes of it, you know, late late night on E4, which is uh, one of the many Channel Four channels uh, that um, <laughs> shows just a bunch of old stuff from Channel Four, and um, yeah, but uh, and they sometimes show it on Four Music as well, which is really weird because that's that's basically there's no music shows on that show, on that channel. Maybe one late at night. I don't know, but it's mainly old Channel Four stuff. It's it's bizarre the way the TV works here. But oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you you have your own um, uh, bizarre channels. Oh yeah, there well. there's there's some there's... out there. Uh, I I don't understand the need for like three MTVs. And like one of them is MTV, and then MTV Two, MTV Classic, VH1, VH1 Two, VH1 Classic. <laughs> like they're all. None of you are showing good music videos, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. They're all showing. Well, I, crap. That's what I used to love about them. I would just turn them on, and I get to see music videos all day. That's what they were for, and then yeah. they fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. We were um, watching uh, Catfished on uh, MTV, which is, oh, I love Catfish. It is actually fairly hilarious to watch, and uh, we, like this watching this one with this guy. And, was like, you and your trash TV? Yeah, well, okay, we were watching we were watching that. Uh, Dad, I don't know if you're caught up on Ninety Day Fiance at all, but uh, I've heard of it. I've not watched it. 
this most recent season uh, got very big off because of a, a person named Ed, who uh, is like this guy is strange. About this all over again. He's not a very nice dude. Like he he lied to his his potential fiance. He's like he's five foot zero. He said he was None five foot these two. These are the things I am most mad at him for. Uh, he he puts <laughs> he he like dyes his hair. Uh, black, but it irritates the scalp, so he puts mayonnaise in his hair oh, to fuck's sake to to because it helps the scalp apparently. But there's also like just like products you can buy that will do that. Or um, just don't diet at all. Yeah. No, 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 no. We do have to go back though because you lightly touched on why I'm mad and then glossed right over it. So here's oh. what happens. Okay, <laughs> this motherfucker puts as much mayonnaise in his hair as I consume in a day, and these are both impressive and gross. The problem is that as he is using a utensil to get the mayonnaise out and into his hand. He's using a spatula with holes in it, which is not the most effective tool for this. You could I would have thought a, a spoon, spoon would probably and be do much better. Why the fuck are you doing this with a spatula, sir? Ed, I would like some answers. It is upsetting. <laughs> and, but these are the these are reality TV stars, right? So you know you're not playing with a full deck here. <laughs> yeah, um, we've. Have you seen Love Island? Oh. No. Chris, you're missing out if you haven't seen Love Island. Yeah, I, and, I don't and, watch reality worse, TV. Love Island Australia, even worse. <laughs> Are people uh, fucking all the and sailors. <laughs> the, uh, there's a couple of YouTube, uh, fo- YouTube guys that I follow that don't even like follow the show, but they've been playing the Love Island mobile game. <laughs> And they're both they both live in California, but they both do like this horrible British accent to be the for the announcer today on Love Island. And, I'm just, and uh, oh God, it's it's so hilarious because it, it it is just like the stupidest horniest show. It's like just yeah, like it's awful. put a bunch of hot idiots on an island, see what happens. But there is one contender for the title of stupidest show like that. It's Marriage at First Sight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bunch of people. It's the same concept. Love, love, love. And said, "You've got to marry one at the end of the day." The and day? Like, yeah, because it's at the end first of the day. day. Yeah, and wow. it's like you know they must have divorce laws, lawyers on on standby, just so like yeah, get me out of this, get me out of this. No, no, no. You know? That's your problem. Their problem was putting you on TV. They talked yeah. you into it. Their part's over. Y'all are fucked. Bye. <laughs> my my favorite ones uh, when it comes to like trash TV stuff like that is is um uh come dine with me, which is really funny as well. I'm sorry. And did you say die with come me? Come dine dine with me. Ah, okay. We get five random people, put them together, and and um, over the course of a week. Uh, they each have dinner parties uh, at their house, and you know, and then whoever scored the most points at the end of the week in the estimation. Not they're not only judged on the on the food, but they're also judged on the entertainment, uh, uh, how good the evening was. And so, if who's they a better host? Who has a better, a better atmosphere? So yeah, 
and some of them are just hysterical. Fucking game, Charlie. What do you get for winning? <laughs> there was some because there's some oddballs that go on that show, obviously, um, and you get some really interesting uh, combinations. Also, four in a bed, which I don't know if you'd know about this one. <laughs> no, no. This sounds it's, great. I'm in already. It, yeah, it does sound great. Uh, it's four sets of of B and B owners who get to stay at each other's properties and, and rate them on on the the. The room, the value for money, the this is less fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but it's actually really funny because it gets really brutal because they start playing for, to to win. They, instead of giving honest reviews, they go, "Well, I'll give it out of five out of ten, you know." And even though it, it was like I found one hair on the floor, you know, so five out of ten for the room, and uh, and so the points go down, and then they and at the end of the week they get to see how much the other people have paid them, and and. This couple, I was watching it the other day, and this couple, they were underpaying everyone by like 50 pounds. It's like, oh, we didn't think that was value for money. It's like, you're just playing to win, aren't you? You're just making sure because they toss up the, the amount of money that you get and, you know, and compare it to what the total should have been. And so whoever has the biggest percentage of what should have been paid is the winner. So, you know, people who are underpaying are trying to make sure the other people lose. It's just ridiculous. It's like there's, there's Wait, no honesty there. By underpaying, there do you mean not paying for your room? Well, basically, uh, you know, you you know what the room rate is, and then you pay what you think the you, what you told is you have to pay what you think the room is actually worth. Uh, okay. Not, you know, bearing in mind what the room rate is, so if it's going to be like 140 pounds a night, and somebody's paying you 90 pounds a night, that's a huge difference. You know. And uh, even if you do think it's only worth ninety pounds, it's still, you know, you know, it's still not nice behavior. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But there you are. But if you're in a competition. But it's but it's it's fun to watch though because these people get furious and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was going to say, going back to about what what we have some multiples of, of different TV stations. CBS has a lot of different channels over here. There's CBS Reality, CBS Drama, CBS Justice, oh. CBS uh, this, that, and the other. CBS, you know, Cup of Tea. I don't know what it is, but there's about five or six of them. It's like, why don't I just put it all on one channel? It's all old stuff as well. It's all like Unsolved yeah. Mysteries and Murder, She Wrote. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and Judge Judy. I, I, I could, I could, I, I, I've had enough of Judge Judy over the years. I, I just, uh, yeah. Awful yeah, people. okay. Uh, like Judge Judy, yeah, but like she's she was an actual like circuit judge you know yeah but uh, some of these other ones are not and uh, specifically i don't know if you have you've heard of uh, quibi which is a, a no it's another streaming service it was made by jeffrey katzenberg but it's uh, well, it's a piece well, he's, of he's always ignore. been in my bad books <laughs> yeah ever since he cut out that that song from um, my christmas carol he's always been my bad books. oh yes absolutely asshole but um someone was mean to some muppets fuck that guy it's a streaming service but all the shows are 10 minutes long no matter what it is so they have like these they have a drama with christoph waltz and liam hemsworth but it's in 10 minute episodes and so anyway so there's they have the show uh called um judge i forget what they actually call it oh chrissy's court with chrissy teigen and uh She's not a judge at all. And Chrissy Teigen, by the way, graduated from Snohomish High School. But, um, <laughs> but she, she, she 
dresses up in judge robes and then her mom is dressed up as a bailiff and people come in and have like a judge judy-esque uh kind of complaint and then she has to arbitrate this this yeah. disagreement yeah, or whatever what that sounds like to me i don't know if you've seen judge romish what yes it's romish Meganathan. Yeah, and it's and it's people uh, that come in, and, and Tom Davis is the bailiff. Okay, and and uh, one one episode he had uh, Sean Ryder versus Bez. Uh, <laughs> it was just Sean was trying to sue Bez because uh, he he did, um, I don't know trying to claim too much uh, influence on the on the music or something. I don't know, some stupid made-up thing. But uh, at the end of it, ju- uh, you know, Romish has to uh, pass judgment. And it's all just, you know, mo- I think the mo- the mo- most of the comedy is, is Tom Davis you know, interacting with the the uh, the, the uh, plaintiff and the um, defendant in the, in the green room. And that's where most of the comedy lies. But it's just really hilarious, some of the stuff that takes place on that. I feel like the main difference here is that I think in Charlie's case, people are bringing like shit that is not ridiculous, like actual court case. Well, well, okay. So they they put out, they put out a Facebook ad. They they put out (laughs) a Facebook ad that said no argument is too petty. So, you know, it is, it is kind of that smaller stuff too. Um, but, But it is legally binding. They signed an agreement that they have to abide by Chrissy's arbitration. Wow. Uh, which, like, well, I don't know. power to give a random citizen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure she's very funny and very witty. I, I don't want to quickly judge the show, but, you know, it does seem dumb. <laughs> yeah. Bring back well, Judge Show but Brown. But that's, that's their <laughs> yeah. choice, though. If if people want to do dumb things. Yeah, that's... I guess, I, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of them on TV, though. <laughs> fucking Especially, apparently i'm trying to get famous wrong guys which yeah. which reality tv show do i need to get on I, try, and I, sue, try and sue someone to get on judge judy uh, and act like you've never seen the show before because that's what <laughs> most people seem, seem to not understand they're like you know uh, uh I mean, why, mm-hmm. why can't i talk now you know i know that's just real life people though yeah, people See, are stupid. I've been buddy. trying to get on Jeopardy, I th- but I don't know how how viable that is. You know, Jeopardy. You are gonna do fan fucking. I, I took my entrance exam like two months ago. I haven't heard anything. Just I was gonna do Survivor at one point. I would love to watch you on Survivor, Chris. Right, I think I think I'd be a, a solid personality for that show. Mm-hmm. I've applied to be on the Chase. Haven't heard anything yet. Oh man, yeah. the Chase is great, Chris. Have you seen the Chase? I think maybe when it first started, I saw like a couple episodes. I've seen the American version. I wasn't as keen. It was still good, but it was like so different as to be annoying, you know? Yeah. The thing, they've changed a few odd, odd things the way it's like. And it's like, why can't you make it look the same? It's it's not difficult to make things look the same. But, who, you know. who is the host in the original? Uh, Bradley Walsh. That's right. I knew it was someone I knew. Yeah, and uh, and we've got five chasers, so you don't know which one you're going to get. Right. You got Mark. You got Mark Labette, the Beast. You got Jenny, the Vixen Ryan. You got Anne Hegarty, the Governess. You got Paul Sinner, the Cinnamon, and uh, Sean Wallace, the Dark Destroyer. 
people just get titles in yeah. the show yeah it's awesome yeah. so they're, they they're like these trivia whizzes or whatever and they get and i believe in the u.s they originally called it beat the beast which was like yeah stupid name well see here's the thing because mark labette think about it labette the beast right that's french right. for the yeah, so that's why they call him the Beast originally. And so but when he comes on, you know, Brad refers to him as Beastie Boy and stuff like that. It's quite funny. And uh, Well, yeah. did he fight for our right to party? Uh, I'm, I'm sure he did, yeah. He, I'm sure he, he fought for his right to uh, eat as much as he possibly could because he's huge. <laughs> is, he, is he the deputy of Flavortown? <laughs> How many more of these I'm, am I going to bring I'm back? Sh- I just... <laughs> Now, uh, he's to, the mayor. To backtrack a little bit, uh, to talk about uh, our adventures in the South, Dad. Uh, last oh, yes. last episode, we we did talk Yeehaw. about mm-hmm. last last episode. We talked about Stone Mountain in Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which obviously yeah. now is kind of like uh, facing. I was, <laughs> I was never really comfortable there. I mean, impressive laser display, but what are you uh, celebrating here? Yeah, yeah and. I mean, as we found out last week, they like clan rallies are held there, which I I did not know. Obviously, they probably want to like, keep given that. Given what I heard about what the thing is, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have now because you know that's why I'm on the show, Chris. I have now uncovered more information, which is it's not, it wasn't a secret, but um, so uh, yesterday, our great great president, uh, Mister Senor Trump, uh, had, you are. He he had a uh, fantastic, fantastic. He had a a, a speech and a dis- fireworks display at Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, which we've also been to. Dad, speech is uh, a loose description. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but the the <laughs> fascist yeah. there's a the the left is quickly becoming a fascist regime. I, I'm like, how do you, anyway? How does that no? How does that work? But um, he says it does. So Mount Rushmore was created by a sculptor or conceived by a sculptor. Uh, Gusson Borglum. Gusson Borglum. That's correct. And yes, this guy also was the same guy who came up with Stone Mountain. He did Stone Mountain first. Mm. And he also sat on multiple clan councils. He was never like a clan member but he sat on the councils he was just good mates how do you sit on the council and not be a member that's a weird club right like i yeah i I like you guys but i wouldn't want to be a wizard no (laughs) the robe it it doesn't do if you have these ideals why would you not want the title of wizard you know like like the only don't be wrong and stupid that's not it's only one wizard (laughs) it's only one grand wizard but the that implies points. You know what, though? Clan <laughs> rally, you got to have canned off the white. So, <laughs> oh, God. Um, Ian McKellen was actually, uh, Ian McKellen was actually turned down. He he did, um, he did uh, audition for Dumbledore. Uh, and, but um, he and uh, Rex Harrison did not really get on. And so after Rex Harrison died, uh, he's like, oh, I'll just be Gandalf. Richard, Richard Harris. Right. <laughs> you said Rex Harrison. I'm like, yeah. Henry Higgins was in Harry Potter? Really? <laughs> okay, sorry. Richard Harris. <laughs> but, Why uh, can't the English teach their children how to speak? 
that's all I remember Ow. from Wi-Fi Lady. Is I was gonna say this is a this is a malfunctioning robot. What's anyway? Happening? So so Ian McKellen <laughs> played Gandalf. He's like, I'll play a real wizard. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. What was I saying? Got some board yeah, so anyway, uh, not Rushmore. I know also the land was uh, given to the local tribes and then like forcibly taken back and then they made it into Mount Rushmore. But he never finished Mount Rushmore. It was supposed to go all the way to their wastes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was just, I just, I found that out uh, all this on uh, like Thursday. So yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, one thing I was struck by when I went to around Mount Rushmore was um, when you when you see it on TV, you think it looks fucking enormous, and yeah. when you're actually there in real life, you think, oh, it's not as big as I thought it would be. It didn't <laughs> oh, seem yeah? as impressive in real life. It just thought I just thought it would be just like dominating the skyline. It was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, you you kind of yeah. walk up. This, I remember you kind of walk up this path to like this viewing. His observation deck kind of thing. Yeah, and and it's just like, yeah. see that there it is, and I'm sure like, well, seen it now. I mean, you can What's get up. I'm sure you can get up closer to it, but uh, yeah. yeah, I I mean, I was five, I think. So yeah, yeah, and and the when we went to on that same trip, we went to Devil's Tower in Wyoming. It's much more impressive. Yeah, much more impressive. But again, I looked at it and I thought, well, that doesn't look that huge. When I then I looked, I went. What are those little dots? Oh, those are people abseiling down. Oh, it is huge. Okay. <laughs> was, yeah. Just like, it looked, oh, what is that? It's like, is there something in my eye? Huh? A little speck? No, no, it's people. Uh, wow. That was a, yeah, that was a fun trip. I, we saw a prairie dog there. We did see eating, a prairie dog. Eating Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, Next to a sign saying, do not feed the prairie dogs. Look, like Cheetos are their natural food. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they, the natural predator of a Cheeto is. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Cheetos grow wild in Yellowstone National Park. Right. Everyone That's does. Right. Everyone <laughs> does. <laughs> the Cheeto trees and yeah, big big orchard of them. But it makes sense. They're they're grown on the red uh, uh, the red ferns, right? So you oh. got the the Yellowstone with the red ferns gets you your your Cheetos. That's why they yeah. got that orange dust. Yeah, but where where do you get the extra hot ones from? That's what I don't understand. Well, some of the trees uh, are just, just a little into bit a stronger. Of hot sauce on the way down, <laughs> they just knock the trees with, with with sticks until they all fall down into being these big vats of hot sauce. Yeah, there you go. No, no, they're they're Put just the, the less ripe ones. Yeah, that KFC thing with the fucking Cheetos extra hot. I don't get it. Oh, I absolutely like, ate five of those. Oh man. Yeah, well, I, I do you remember when Wendy's did like... It was in three different sittings, Charlie. Yeah. It wasn't all at once. Okay, okay. Well, do you remember when uh, Wendy's did the quad stacker? You mean uh, that thing I make every time I get a Baconator? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like four. The, four, it was like cheese, bacon, oh, yeah. four. And I ate one of those. I was I felt sick afterwards for days. But, um, yeah, it was it was worth it while it, it happened, you yeah. know. Well, Chris is eating a Baconator breakfast sandwich, which yeah, a is pretty Baconator, pretty incredible. Nutrition, <laughs> breakfast of champions. Now, yeah. uh, now breakfast the, the uh, McDonald's sure. McDonald's now puts like McChicken patties on uh, like a, a biscuit or on between two McGriddles. Yeah, 
So you get a big oh, yeah, yeah, I've chicken. seen that. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, eat that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was actually pretty good. Not bad at all. Wendy's yeah. has a Wendy's has a chickeny thing too. Right, the they maple put honey maple, on theirs though. The maple mm. croissant. Mm. Mm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there's there's been some weird uh, combinations uh, that I've eaten over the years. Absolutely. Uh, you, you wouldn't think to look at me, you know, look like picture picture of. Peak condition, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm prime of my life. Well, the the stuff like working in a kitchen, the stuff you just kind of make when you're hungry is like so like it's so hard to just avoid. Yeah. You know, oh well, I've got mini corn dogs. I could wrap them in bacon and deep fry them. <laughs> and uh, eat them with a Mars bar. I've only done them one. <laughs> only done that once. It was <laughs> we were just having yeah. a rough night. I think. Deep Did you then Oreos. dip it in nacho cheese? <laughs> nacho cheese. Uh, we don't have nacho cheese. Our our cheese is made with uh, our beer because every oh. everything we have uh, we put our beer in. If we, mm. we have a brewer salad because the oh, dressing coffee. is coffee. Coffee's not got, not got beer in it, right? Not yet, but no. I think some Depending of the beer. On- I think idea. some of the beer has coffee in it, though. That's true. Yeah, and we we make our own coffee liqueur, so that's close enough. Mm, yes. <laughs> very nice. What you do, you get a shot glass. You do um, the coffee liqueur in the in the bottom, and then a layer of Bailey's on the top, and that's called a mini or baby Guinness. And just <laughs> love it. Mm. That's I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind. I'm I think definitely yeah. not arguing. I think today we're gonna be eating, grilling up some hot dogs in celebration of everything. Nothing, because fuck oh. this country. Yeah, uh, today all yeah. all countries matter. Today, that's, that's all. What. Yeah, all countries matter. All countries matter. God damn it! I'm gonna be honest, guys. I think that's I think that's what I want to end on today. All right, that's that's fair yeah. enough. So then, <laughs> so what? I mean, are you doing anything at all for July Fourth, or are you just sort of just uh well chris said he has some fireworks but he you know i, I don't know I, anywhere that we can light them off yet yeah. so there is that Appa- yeah. apparently the park behind my apartment is open for business <laughs> just a what couple, kind of business That's couple, <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> big families out there just blowing off fireworks all night last night i was just like come Brilliant. on yeah um i i have to go to work so i'm uh we're gonna make some hot dogs I think. <laughs> well, I think I'm probably uh, going to be making some food shortly because it's like eight twenty here. So. Right. Uh, oh, we thought you'd be eating dinner before you got on here. No, we had like I say, popcorn and strawberries and chocolate. Mm. And well, that sounds like dinner to me. Yeah. Right. That but, is. Um, <laughs> normally, I start dinner around around about mm. five thirty six o'clock. Right? But we, since we we're watching Frozen two and I was doing this, I thought yeah, I'd do it a bit later. You know, we don't have a schedule. You ain't got anywhere else to be. So yeah. You know, Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, might be just grilled cheese sandwiches or something. Oh, heck that, yeah! There's nothing wrong sounds, with that. Sounds pretty cheese. good to me. Mm-hmm. Sounds damn good. Well, fantastic, gentlemen. I want to thank both of you for being here. Uh, Jeff, thanks for making Charlie because uh, <laughs> I love having him on. And yes, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. He was a uh, it was a difficult birth, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got him out of the end, you know. 
Charlie, thanks yeah. as always for being here. I love you, man. Love you, Actually, man. I sh- what I should have done is I should have, because I was just sorting out some photos yesterday. I should have found oh, some you ones of you, of, of you in your little incubator at the hospital. Oh, wow. And, we would uh, love embarrassing childhood pictures yeah. of Charlie. So next, uh, time I'm on, next time I'm on, uh, and yeah. I hope I will be invited again. Su- yeah. Susan just sent yeah. me some photos. <laughs> Susan just sent me some photos. She sent me one where... Uh, it's probably when I was around one and I was sitting in my high chair and then one when I was probably three, I would guess, at the lake on the on the deck mm. overlooking the lake. And I'm I'm doing this. I'm not sure what I was doing. I, I found some photos yesterday of uh, Squeakster, Sylvester, and Sydney. Oh. Yeah. My and, voice. Uh, and good kitties. Good yeah. Squeakster and Sylvester both slept with me like, all through high school, pretty much. I mean, they yeah. were they were my guys. Oh, he was a he was a he was a chumster when he was a chunk. Oh, <laughs> he was <laughs> such a little. He was so dumb yeah. and just like such a pitiful <laughs> meow, and his tail would like right. was something wrong with his tail. It wouldn't he, like yeah. you know a cat like walks around with his tail up. His, his squeezer's tail would pretty much always be just be parallel to the ground and maybe like yeah. twitch. Yeah, <laughs> I want it up, but it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, Alfred uh, Alfred Lord Squeakster was his name. That's right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sylvester had the uh, he he could jump so high I couldn't oh believe it. Yeah, yeah. I was walking along past the bathroom one day and I see on the on the door frame of the bathroom <laughs> these scratches. And I'm like, what the hell's happened there? You know. And then I then I you know I pondered. I didn't really think any more of it. And then the next day, I, I was walking up and I see him coming along the hallway and just go, boom, and just jump up for no reason, grab onto the doorframe, and then ah, all the way down. I was like, ah, we get to the bottom of it. Mad, <laughs> you mad animal. Mad animal. And Sid used to, you remember he used to sleep the way he slept on the back of the sofa? Yeah. Like hang both legs down, like dangling, just like either side. <laughs> just like, I'm just flopping. <laughs> it's just flapping in the breeze. Everything so. aerated, okay? That's right. Well, he was a fluffy cat, so he's probably yeah. a little warm sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Zoe just liked to headbutt everything. That was yeah. That was I I, I didn't get any photos of Zoe, but I remember my overriding memory of Zoe is um when she used to sleep on the cable box. Oh right. And and one night, Combo like, Devin, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, <laughs> lying there in bed, and suddenly we hear the, a man's voice in the living room and I'm like, and then it stops. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm sort of like, where's the baseball bat? I'm trying to, so I just like sneaking through the house and I, I, I looked over at the TV and there she was on the cable box and she just stretched again and it turned on because she turned it on and off with her body movements. <laughs> and I was like, you stupid cat. Uh, that was, that was before the, uh, the TV. That was when we saw the TV that blew up. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say that I I was I just recently remember that. Well, that was real old seventies TV. Oh man, the weight a ton, you know. And we were we had some friends over. We were watching Bambi on the video, and just as the credits were rolling, suddenly there was a a bang and a puff of smoke rose from the back of the TV, and it never worked again. (laughs) It's like suddenly, but you know, it waited until the credits were over. We'd seen the movie, and poof. Yeah, anyway. and I quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, it was, it was so. It was from the seventies, and it was like a Magnavox. It was like yeah, you know, big, big ass TV. And I remember that VCR too was was probably. I don't know how old that VCR was, but it it was one of the ones a, with the the, the ejector, with the top loader. yeah, yeah top loader. 
and it had and the remote had a cable, so it wasn't even technically yeah. a remote. And that's Sid, right. So you had Sidney to sit within it. ten feet of the TV to actually work it. Yeah. it was, Sylvester chewed through that uh, cable. Oh one time my god! There. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So yeah, yeah. Great days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Yeah. I shall. I shall. Well, uh, continue. <laughs> Again, though, I do want to. Th- I mean, it's always nice to having people that actually know what's beyond, so that we can have those moments, right? Right. So again, I do want to thank you for coming on, uh, making it all the way from the UK, uh, Charlie. As always, I thank you and I love you. And audience, thanks for coming out. Again, we do this usually Saturdays around five. Feel how many? How many are in the audience early. right now? How, what's our viewership right now? We're at five. Five. We're five. Good on you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks one, again, everybody. Yeah. Excellent. Adios. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. That's okay. My computer yeah. is being... Uh,